This is NRL Boom Rookies. Picks up and look sharp, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this week's episode of NRL Boom Rookies. Alongside with me, as always, he is the king of the north. It's Mitch Doyle. G'day, everybody. And the best thing to come out of Camden since they moved to the Hume Highway, it is the great man himself, Campo. Hey, everyone. Well... What a fun week of rugby league we've just had. Yeah, no Bungard. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, I should probably mention that. Yeah, Bungard's not here. Um, yeah. He's on a plane yeah. to Sin City itself. Uh, he's going to Vegas. I've Unbeknownst to us until about... I've water all over myself. Oh, you gigantic <laughs> nonce. 30 seconds in and I'm wet. <laughs> the first time someone said this on this podcast. Well, anyway, anyway, maybe this is the week we need a bucket. Who knows? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, do we want to get into the games? Yeah, it's a straight do we game. want to get into the worst game of the week, which is incredible? Wait, you've got to be more specific. Yeah, because all three <laughs> of our teams lost, and they all lost in pretty shit ass fashion. I was going to say, um, there, I had another intro lined up, but we all would have cried. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thursday night at the Olympic Stadium in Sydney, Parramatta 13, Canterbury Bankstown 12, uh, a golden point field goal from young Mitchell Moylan. Uh, young Mitchell, Mitchell Moy- Moylan. <laughs> young Mitchell Moylan. Boys, we're yep. all, in the few months since I last been on here, you guys have just, you're all over the place. Yeah, well, I mean. Used to run like a well-oiled machine. Now there's nothing. Fucking hell. <laughs> I blame Dale. Like, <laughs> well, well-oiled machine is, uh, well-oiled machine is quite kind. And well, I mean, well, well, oil, well-oiled machine <laughs> is up there with golden point thriller, which this game was not. Well, this, this was, this was the least thrilling like, just a complete formality that this yeah. game finished as it did after, like, a set and a half in Golden Point. This game was point. so bad, I forgot it happened. Until <laughs> now. I, had to, I had to go back and uh, re-watch this game today to, <laughs> well, to, to, to think to. about it. Well, <laughs> sorry, you're right. I chose to go back and watch this game. Um, yeah, th- as I said, this game was more of a formality than I think it really needed to be. I would have been happy if this game never happened, but that's just me. Well, uh, Will Hopawadi bizarrely almost broke the NRL run meters record in this game. Yeah, but the two reasons for that is one, Parramatta's kicking game, apart from the first 20 minutes, was pretty trash. And the second reason is the Parramatta forwards could not get out of their own end to save yeah. themselves. So no, every yeah, time they're yeah. kicking it off their own 30. He made 20, 30 metres yeah, of well, well, Young, yeah. young Hopper's fielding it on his own 30. He's getting 25 cheap motors. Yeah, and he got... so he, he wasn't he wasn't very good on the night still. He, no. made, he almost broke that record and probably one of his worst games of the season. That, that blew my mind that he ran that much in a game that he was so bad. He was six, he's six all-time now. The record for those playing at home is Justin Hodges, 346 metres. Not real fake news. Against the Storm in 2006. And what? I think the other record... But the second is Wade McKinnon, one metre behind him, and it was like three weeks earlier. So he that, broke the That's record. fake news. Come what? On. <laughs> what? But both of them. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go further. Every All metres going stats are fake news. Sorry. <laughs> Straight into it. But I'm, just, I'm not saying it was a great effort to get that, but I'm just putting facts out there, Kev. That's all I'm doing. That is your job, facts. Actual good performance in this game. Allegedly. Nathan Brown, who, um, who is turning as one of the buyers of the season. He, is a, no- he was a machine in this game. Like... It, Every time he took a hit up, he looked like he wanted to run through people's skeletons. He's built like Frankie, young little Frankie. That's hard. That's <laughs> harsh. <laughs> He's built like three Frankies, like sewn together, stuck together. Yeah, like. but height wise. <laughs> but it doesn't the, matter. The thing that's really impressed me with Nathan Brown this year is, I'll be honest. After his time at the Tigers and at South, I'd impact as just like a. Penalty machine that will come off the bench and put on a few hits, but there's nothing really there. But he's got a motor and a sort of sustained mm. intensity to his play that I don't think he could have. He's param- he's Parramatta's best forward. 
Yeah, yeah he's, their best middle forward. Yeah. he's their best middle forward by the length of the straight. And he was playing a lone hand on um, Thursday night. I think Alvaro... I don't think Alvaro cracked 50 metres, even though they are fake news. Don't forget that. <laughs> Matangi has good weeks and bad. He hasn't turned into the consistent first grader that I thought he would. And Tim Manor's body is just quitting on him. So it's really Nathan Brown against the world. How old is Tim Manor? The Manor? world doesn't have a chance. Tim Manor, I'm going to say he's about 26 or 27. He looks older because he's bald. He's a medical 83. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A concussion machine with crook knees. Like, yeah. Poor old Timmy, he's doing it tough. Mm. Yeah, but Nathan Brown there, he's one of the very few forwards that play in the middle for 80 minutes these days. Like you look, I think Simon Mannering and him are probably it. If I'm missing anybody, yell at me. But, you know, Aidan Tolman does it every few weeks. But Brown now, when he's the last, you know, five or six weeks, 80 minutes straight every week in that middle and really digging in for power. And as you said, he seems to be the only the only guy who can really make good metres for them on a consistent basis when you've got Matangi, who's good every three weeks, and Alvaro, who's not much, and Tim Manor, who lasts 15 minutes on a good day. He's doing a great job to keep that middle together. In that, the thing in that with side. Parramatta is they're kind of built to be the diet Melbourne Storm. Yeah, yeah like of all the I'd storm clones, all, of all the storm clones we've seen, Brad Arthur's probably done the best job. Hmm. But the thing with the Storm is the Storm have always had a good forward pack. Yeah, and this is like seeing the Melbourne Storm, but their spine's not as good, and hmm. maybe their outside backs are a little bit better, and then their forward pack's nowhere near it. It's kind of like a weird video game thing where you turn all the difficulties up on some <laughs> in some random category, and, to yeah, nil. and chaos ensues. <laughs> The uh, the Bulldogs need the off season as much as any club. Do they no, ever? No, they, they, How, uh, I I don't have the stats in front of me, but I'm going to guess that they had 148 tackles in the Eels 20. <laughs> yeah, and they just they just had nothing. It's like. They have no idea how to score points. They have no idea mm. what their strengths are and how to play to them. Poor old Moses and Bayer. He needs a change of scenery probably more than anyone else in the competition. He is he is going down in... I mean, it seems harsh, but he's at URT levels of needing a change of scenery. Like, he just... He, he needs to be doing something different at a different club under, under different management because he gets out there and he just runs around like a headless chook with a ball in his hands. But the thing is, like, I still I still think Moses and Bayer is salvageable. I think Moses and Bayer yeah. has a lot of talent. But I think the key for him is to play straight and to back his running game all the time. There was a yep. moment early in this game where he played; he did just that on about on the, on the in the on, sorry. <laughs> attacking, we're, a oil, we're a well-oiled machine. Attacking, sure. Don't forget it. Attacking the Parramatta line, and he sort of broke the line and come to the fullback and looked for support. Yeah, I think Kenny Edwards knocked the pass down and the chance was gone. But he, I don't think he ran the ball again in that fashion for the entire game. Mm. And that's what he should be doing all the time. That's what their entire spine should be doing. That's what he was doing early last year. If you remember when he first got in there last yeah. year, and he won a couple of games by that direct running for them. But it's just. Not been there since. Well, and really, Canterbury should play the exact same way that the Blues play when they're doing well. It just yeah. should be up the middle all the time. Attack mm. the middle with your power, then attack the middle with your speed. But that's where you, your focus should always be. Yeah. But they look like they don't know what they want to do. Yeah, almost all the time. Look yeah, like and, they, and it's looked like that for a while. It's looked like that for a couple of years. Do you, do you think that's a Des thing, or do you think it's just that they've got to recycle all this cattle? Mate, I think it's, it's a, a case of, of both kind of things that... They've been an overcoach team for a while now, and I hate that term, but they they, they don't know anything else anymore. Yeah. The players like they get stuck in this going sideways kind of rubbish, and they don't know any better. They've been playing so this way for so long that when they are trying to chase a game and they're trying to have something at a team, they don't know what they're going to do. They just throw it out wide. And in this game, Matt Foley threw something different at Parramatta and cracked right through them, and he's nothing special himself. But all it took was a dummy in a, in a straight me. line in he the middle is, of the field. He is the game breaker, and he he's cracked a, the game open. He's a hairy Jeff Robson. He is. He's the and he, and he nearly won in the game. Like, but yeah, they just they need an off season bad, and, really bad. And I think already with they made their signings for next year, I think they already know that this is you know we're rebuilding right next year. This is a write off, and that and that's it for them. 
But they do get to face in a disgusting night side this week, so they might get another win this season hey, at Belmore. Well, we'll get onto that soon. We will. That's a Belmore. It's a Belmore. Oh, Mitch Moses, lovely field goal in this game, though. Yeah. Well struck. Yeah. Certainly well very struck. well struck. And uh, Kenny Edwards, I'm all about it. I don't care. <laughs> I do not care. Every parameter. No fan cramp hates this him. week, though. Look, I don't care. Like, he's, I understand that it's, there's some really bad things in his game. There's some real dumb stuff in his game, but he's not yeah. at my football club. I don't have to deal with the bad things. <laughs> I enjoy so it's what's just incredibly entertaining. You is just he, is he the best? Full heel. Is he, yeah, is he the best heel in the NRL? I think he might be. I think he is. I think he is now, yeah. Because there's guys, you know, who are eminently or are eminently hateable by a lot of fan bases like Fafita and that. But being a heel seems so uh, important to Kenny Edwards' identity as a man. Mm. A good heel's hated by his own fans too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going for fifth tackle intercepts. Oh, I was all about that. <laughs> yeah. I was all about that. If you held on to it, maybe it's Luke Lewis style and he's under the yeah. post. You yeah. know. And- <laughs> You got to take those I chances think it was, when I, they come. I'm fairly sure it was Sterling was just blowing up the lux about that. Like, oh, what well, how are you doing this? Oh, just, well, I Sterling, wasn't. Just relax. Well, Sterling does need to relax. I don't watch games on Channel Nine if mm. I can avoid it. But I did have someone tell me that the uh, Sterling's blow up was carriage esque. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Poor Kenny. Poor Kenny. Uh, Still on the side this week. I love it. <laughs> I can. Do we want to move on? Yes. Do we have to talk about this game? Oh, do we? Tony Don Hattrick, of course we do. You oh, righty. And an, almost, and an almost penalty try. Gold Coast uh, 20, St. George Illawarra 10 at Rabina Stadium on the Gold Coast. Highlight of this game is post-game Connie Hurrell putting on Twitter a photo of the Titans team photo with D- Tony Don's head on every single play. <laughs> Conrad Hurrell, meme god. <laughs> between him and Pete, the Titans are the best social media team in the competition. They are. Yeah, great. Between, him, between them two and um, Carl Lawton. Yeah. Hmm? They're kicking all the girls. Mm. Bloody Carl Lawton. Bloody Kane Lawton. <laughs> Imagine if being... you get a chance, I think I said this the last yeah. time I was on, I'm going to say it anyway. If you get a chance, check out the Lawton Brothers Instagram. Like Their yep. life is just sensational. You look at Carl all they do. His... All they do is go to the beach, hang out with their hot-ass girlfriends and do sit-ups. That's it. And Carl's <laughs> the ugly brother. That's how good-looking Kane is. <laughs> oh, wow. But he's, anyway, football game. Football game. Football game. Occurred. Something's interesting with the Dragons. Dale, you remember this, uh, 2015, where they started really well. They had that great win over the Roosters on Anzac Day in the yep. hailstorm, and then they just faded so badly down mm. the stretch. Ended up limping into the finals in seventh. I think we're set for a similar sort of situation. That was the year that they... Yes, yes. The yes, Bulldogs yes. did The Bulldogs yeah. knocked them out in the first league of the finals in Golden the, Point. In, yeah. in the final. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of agree. It, Gareth Widdop is 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 a, v- a relatively good rugby league player. I I don't think that's up for question. But God, he is really the only player out there at the moment with with ball in hand. I mean, DeBellin and Frizzell are really good, and Vaughan's really good when he's on the park. But the backline at the moment is just utter dirge. It's well, the so backline, frustrating to watch. Oh, I can understand the backline's all runners. There's no creators. Yeah. like Dugan's a Dugan's a good player. I actually think Dugan's had a really strong couple of weeks. Yep. But he's not a creator. Like, Kurt Mann, I understand why they had to get rid of Josh McCrone because, yep. you know, eventually your luck with McCrone runs out. Yep. But he's not a creator either, so it's all on Widdop. And he, he just can't do that. There's not a lot of halves that can do that, that can carry mm-hmm. the full creative load of the team. Well, they didn't score until McCrone came on, though. I don't think so. Man scored on the left wing. That's, yeah, that's, that's right. McCrone that's came right. on at the half. And that's because, not because McCrone's a good half. It's because they can't just have everybody running the ball on that back line. That's what Man does at half as well, like Widdop does. Mm-hmm. And uh, early in the season, it was working really well, having those runners with a back of a forward pack rolling over teams, but they're not rolling over teams like they were. 
Oh, well, Vaughan's a big, a big loss there. Vaughan's Not just an injury. Like, his last couple of weeks weren't that flash either. Yeah, like, this Titans pack were on top in this game for me. Well and truly. And that was it. The forwards didn't get on top. And then from then, without those forwards getting on top, they have not got the back line or the, or the class in the halves on the spine to turn the, to turn the tide back. I mean, Widdop has good moments, but he's not going to be the guy who's going to kick you a, a fantastic kick and pin the other team in the corner no, when your, your forwards are true. stuck in your 30. He's not that kind of guy. And there's some of those guys in the comp, and they're rare. They're like, you know, obviously the top guys like Cronk and Thurston, but then there's your Cherry Evans and your Sean Johnsons can do that. Corey Norman can do it occasionally, yep. but Widdop can't do that. And when this forward pack isn't turning up, he hasn't really got the plays to, to turn him around it, in that regard. And it seems to me, in that kind of situation where you don't have a a half who can pin a team down like Corey Norman can. Not necessarily like that kind of, I guess, rugby union-esque box kick that he plays out of out of dummy half sometimes. But um, it why, why Josh Dugan is not more like more long kicking from Josh Dugan, please? Can we because, see more of no, that? No, well, Josh doesn't know where it's going. Yeah, well, he can Josh, send it. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to hit it as hard as buggery, but he does not have a fucking clue where it's yeah, going. It was, like that, it was like that at Canberra. He can hoof them, but he doesn't mm. know where they're going to land. They could have used one or two in this game. Well, yeah, <laughs> they're all, like, it's always nice to have a little change of pace. I know this is bleeding into the next game a bit, but I actually think the addition of Ben Hunt is going to be really good for this Dragons yeah, team, particularly if it's that. if it's you know Ben Hunt when he's playing straight and he's taken on the line and he's really backing himself. I think he could be really good for this Dragons team, and I'm excited. I'm excited to see how he goes with Widdop and how they both go with Jay Field if he ends up playing mm-hmm. fullback. Um, yeah. I think that we were asked this question on Twitter. Do we think that if if the great man Tony Don doesn't score the first try? It's penalty try? Yes. Yeah. It's a little bit... I don't want you to get triggered or anything, but there were shades of... Um, yeah, I saw, that as, I saw <laughs> yeah. that as well. Yeah, like a, like an obvious try scoring opportunity. That he could have literally fallen on the ball if he wasn't... If he yeah, wasn't but that's held. how good Tony Don is, man. He doesn't wait for the ref to give him tries. He just takes <laughs> he, he, he takes, takes the tries. It. He takes them, does oh. he? Uh, Credit in this game as well to Jared Hayne, who's had a t- two yeah. games at right full back and... That ball playing's back there. We know his running game's kind of mm. gone. Miles, he ran a bit more in this game. Twice some real nice ball playing. Got Connie Hull outside his man and, and Don outside his man as well for points in this game. That baseball to Don was quite nice. Very nice. Fantastic. Mm. I don't know why he thinks just to know, look every pass he throws. But when they come <laughs> off, they're bloody brilliant. They, 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 they look amazing. Hull did the same thing too. No look the pass and Don's se- uh, second try. No need for either of them. <laughs> He's <laughs> just like, hey, Jared Haynes doing it. I might yeah, do it too. The replay looks great. Though. <laughs> this is going to look great in the in the bully this weekend. Um, yeah, I also thought Haynes' game... like. His game management was quite good. There were a few opportunities where he could have picked up the ball and tried to do something to get on the back page, and he just let the ball. <laughs> like, like Origin, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get we'll get onto that later about next week's Origin game. But he just let the ball roll into touch or let the ball roll out for a seven tackle oh, set. He was good. And, and, you know, and Tyrone, his brain. Tyrone works better than Ash Taylor, with Ash Taylor than um, than Kane Elgin does. Kane as well. does yeah. Yeah. The team works better when Tyrone's. I I am really surprised that Tyrone Roberts is struggling to find a deal for next year. I can't believe it. How is he not the 14 of any club at least? Yeah, he's a great 14. He's a great backup half. And, you know, if you need six good weeks out of someone, he can really give it to you. Yeah, if you need a fullback for five weeks or a hooker yeah. for three or four weeks, he'll do it. He'll play. He can start in the halves for a team. I don't think he will. I mean, you look at the one team begging for a half. He's never going back there. He's Newcastle. No. But they're begging for a six next year. But, yeah, I can't believe that there's not one team in this comp that thinks I could use a guy who can come off the bench and fill any hole for me adequately. Who are the Tigers halves for next year? Well, that, well, that, that. well, that's still a bit up in the air, but they certainly they certainly seem set on some combination of uh, Brooks, Reynolds, Watson, if they get him, and mm. Tui. Yep. Yeah, and one of those guys might be the utility. But I mean, you know, Tyrone would he not fit in at the Raiders? 
too much comment. Too much control. No comment. Too much, no comment. Yeah, no, no too comment. much no control. I feel like it'd be fantastic if Blake Austin or Caesar got the shove to, to play their style of footy. I just think he would, yep. but, you know, we'll see. But, yeah, good win for the Titans. And they're, they're, to me, they look, they're poised in a spot now to, to rustle some feathers on the way home and probably finish on 10 wins or so. They won't get there for me, but... They'll get real close. A valiant but unsuccessful Pyrrhic, run to the finals Pyrrhic is victory. the scrappiest move of all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're, they're, as you say, their whole their whole MO now is just to ruin other people's seasons. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, of course. They're, like they're, my my football, my Sunday league team is exactly like that. I think we've got three wins all season and we can't make the finals. So now we're just going to try and beat everybody who can. Dale Roots, are you <laughs> telling me that you're the Tony Don of your Sunday soccer league? <laughs> Possibly. I did play in Camden this week, actually. Did you? Yeah, at Belgany Reserve. Down, oh, by down by the Nepean. Down by the Nepean. That's that's a that's a good we that's actually, a good that's a good couple the, of place kicks from Casa de Campton. We uh we Thirty did McCall it. Avenue. We did come anytime. Kick a ball into the uh, into the Nepean. But we move on. That was worth the yellow card. Um, speaking of getting triggered, Mitch, uh, Brisbane twelve, Melbourne forty two at Lang Park. Not a good night for young Mitch Doyle. <laughs> no. <laughs> So this this happened last year. It happened this year. I'm not going to go into the the family issues that arose on the evening of the Broncos. Keep it off. Keep it off, Mike. I will keep it off, Mike. But <laughs> yep. la, but last year, so there's two games I haven't watched live in the last two years, and they're both my sister's birthday, and they were both the Broncos versus Storm, and both times we got towel. I, I seem and to remember. I'm going to hang my sister if her birthday dinner is on this date next year. I wow. seem to remember that. There's you were, a drop. You were like. <laughs> Uh, I've got to go to this meal. I've got to go to this dinner with my sister. I can't watch the game. And I seem to remember you coming back like into the group chat and being like, uh, kind of glad I didn't watch that. Yeah, then I had some moments. There was, there was an incident <laughs> in the restaurant. There was two incidents. We're not going to get Look, into There's them. an assault charge. But there we don't was go into it. many more incidents at Suncorp Stadium. Mm. <laughs> Firstly, Joshua Gawai tried to fight Alfie Lang. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> start there. I know we lost whatever, but... He's trying to fight him to get back on the field. It's great. It's like four blokes trying to drag him off. <laughs> it don't matter. I just wish he swung. Just for the, whatever, for the headline. <laughs> great. When do you think they'll change the name of it from Suncorp Stadium to Suliasi Stadium? Because Vunny owns that ground, man. <laughs> Wait, look. That take on the second try, are you kidding me? He was falling over. The look on David Mead's face. Oh. What have I let happen? <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. Look, the Storm, I know they lost to the Titans there. Earlier this year in the double header, but they love playing at Suncorp. The, yeah, they do. The speed really suits them, and we currently let them play fast as well. And and, and they once they get a roll on at Suncorp, they're pretty hard to stop. Please let this be the final nail in the already stupid the storm of boring coffin because mm. they're, they're fabulous to watch. And if you don't think so, you're not watching footy properly. They they, they play so well on a fast track, which they do relatively well at Amy Park because it's a bloody good ground. And as you say, Suncorp suits them well. And most of them are practice playing there in high-pressure situations yeah, anyway. So, as Suncorp you say, it suits, suits them. them well. Yeah. And me and Kemba had a discussion after the game at home here and a little of my meltdown about how the Broncos, they like letting teams play fast. <laughs> I, I have this image of Campo kind of sitting with you as you're in the corner, like just facing a wall. Well, I sent you my Snapchat <laughs> and watching sad well, music Let's in the talk car. about it. <laughs> but anyway, we're, um, we're talking, and, and Wayne, at the last couple of years, has encouraged his team to, to be... To be, let the other team play quick off the ball because he's got a smaller side yeah. and whatever. It's about fitness and things like that. But when you come up against a team like the Storm, you can't do that. You can't. Be, there's a reason why the top three to comps in the team are going to win the most penalties away in the comp this mm. year. Is that slowing the ruck down in your own half is beneficial to your team. And if we play the Storm again in the finals at some point and just let them have the ruck speed they want to have, they'll ruin us again. And people were going about how they weren't playing the ball properly and that's the referee's fault. So like in the end... 
the Broncos can do something about it as well. If they, they want to hold them down, they can do it and take it in their own hands. Because the Storm take the game in their own hands too. So do other good football sides. And they uh, Once they got the roll going, they scored with ease. So anytime they twice, crossed halfway. Twice, twice with, in yeah. this game, they, they scored a try and then scored again on the immediate set. Like yeah. You're lucky if that happens every once every few weeks. They, they, they doubled. They did two doubles and that. And then... You know, you, you saw how at, at, out at sea Tao Moga was without Corey Oates outside him. They took full advantage of that, and it was with Navalu's wing. And I understand the Broncos were missing, you know, Oates, and they're missing Boyd and Milford and lost Maguire early, but it's still not good enough from a team at home, with or without that cattle, to lose by 30 points. I don't care how good the Storm are. It's not a good enough performance from the Broncos. And, you know, you just think, if is there any contenders for the Storm this year? Will you say that kind of stuff? Is I, there I, I think so. I think the sh- I think the Sharks have the capabilities to beat them on on their day. I think Brisbane, with full cattle at their peak, yeah. can sort of match them as well. The other team that I thought might have something for them is the Cowboys. Obviously, that's not the case anymore. They might still. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. Not everyone's the Raiders. Like one one the probably the thing. It was just a little thing, but the thing I enjoyed most about this Melbourne Storm performance was in the second half when they were already up. And they tried to do a left-to-right sweep towards Curtis Scott's side. And a pass went to ground. If it had gone to Scott or to Vunivalu, either one, either, one would have been, either one of them would have scored. They scoop the ball up. Bromwich takes one of the posts. And then Cronk comes back and does the exact same play. But then they get it exactly right. And Scott scores untouched. Mm. The Storm know where they want to go. And mm. they know what they want to do at all times. And they are gonna, they're going to do it. And it's up to you to stop them. Yeah. And it's really great to see a team play with that sort of clarity and that sort of intelligence. Because so many teams, even experienced teams and even good teams, can run around sometimes like they got their heads cut off. Yeah. The Storm are precise. That's, that's the word that I would always use to describe them. Precise. And I think they've almost got lucky with Chase Blair getting injured. And turn not saying Chase Blair's been really good for them the last year or two, but Curtis Scott had that spot last year. Defence was so bad he got dropped out of the side. But he's come back in this year after a year in reserve grade and has added something to that football side. And whilst Chase is probably a better defender, Scott is the kind of player, as you saw in that game, who can get outside his man, show some footwork and really put points on the board. And he gave Moga an absolute bath in this game. I know that it helped that he, the team was also on, on fire, but he got on the outside of him every time he wanted to get out on the outside of him. And he's had a couple of good games in a row like that now. And he could be a key piece to me just in the, in the premiership charge, having a, something that guys don't know much about that can you know do that kind of damage. The, that many weapons across the field now. You look at the side, you've got Chambers with Adokar on the left, uh, Vunavalu on the right with, with Scott on Cooper Cronk's side. I mean, Chambers outside of Munster just looks so good. It all looks great, but I actually I disagree. I think yeah. as soon as Blair's fit, he'll come back into the team. Yeah. Just because Bellamy prizes that defence so, so much. I think next year will certainly be Curtis yeah. Scott's year. Like, Chase Blair will drop out and vanish back to wherever the storm got him from. <laughs> <laughs> and then Curtis Scott will take over and... He'll go back to the lab. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't, for parts. No, yeah, yeah that's, what they'll, that's what they'll do. They'll <laughs> cut his the arms pe- off and give him... Dish. They'll cut his arms off and give him to whoever's going to play halfback next year. They'll <laughs> <laughs> back to... Does it even matter? I know Cooper Cronk's amazing. You watch his team now. It's like, does it matter who plays half eight next year? Well, I was thinking about this earlier today. So, say the Baby Storm, the one that's the the team that played the Roosters and the team that played the Cowboys. So, pretty much take out all their Origin stars except for Cameron Munster. How does that team go in a sixteen team Premiership? They replace the Storm. How do you think they go? I think I think they're a top eight side. So do I, because that was they lost to the Roosters in those circumstances, but that was when. Key players had three games under their belt, like Brody Croft and Brandon Smith, whatever. Like, they're just so well drilled that I, I just think put anybody in there in that team currently yeah. with, with that pack, they can do the job. And mm. 
and they're still recruiting more guys, more big fellows for that pack. I know they lost Jordan McLean next year, but think about that middle next year having Jesse Bromwich, Finucane, Cassiano, Sofa Solomona, Tim Kenny. Lasby, Christian, Christian Welch. That's great. Fantastic. They'll it run is. over some teams again. Like they're play- signing Cassiano is something. I, don't, I actually don't think it'll work out. I think it'll end up like the George Rose signing. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised that Where either. he just doesn't quite gel, but it doesn't matter because they're playing with house money at this point. Even losing McLean, they're so deep in the middle. Well, but they can take they can take a punt on same a Cassiano. thing with Nate Miles. If it doesn't work out, they couldn't give couldn't care less. I have forgotten that they've signed Nate Miles like this five week. or six times. Yeah, he's on the yeah. bench this week. But yeah. I, I reckon I've forgotten about that many many times. Uh, one real positive for the Broncos in this game again though was the performance of Ben Hunt, and you know that dropping couldn't have done more wonders for him. It seems he's taking the line on again, and that running over Billy Slater tries was try he scores three years ago. He didn't, wouldn't have scored it five weeks ago. But he's starting to back himself more, and that's a real good sign for the Broncos in terms of a final charge. And the other good sign is that next year, maybe if Benji stays in the side, whatever, Benji and Alex Glenn have something going there that that's not. They there, really do. Benji Benji has always loved a second row that will run a good unders, or even a yeah. centre that will run a good unders. Yeah, yep. that great combination with Chris Lawrence for years and years before poor old Chris did his hip. Glenn has he's. Never really hit the heights that I thought he was going to as a player when he first came on the scene. I thought he was mm-hmm. going to be one of the best back rollers in the comp. He's turned into a very solid first grader, but hasn't really hit those peaks. But, man, he's running lines that he hasn't run in six or seven years. And even in this game, even though they got pumped, he was still really handy running the, running those running those holes off Benji. Yeah, he's broke the line twice in this game, and, he, and he's looking likely outside Benji every week. So perhaps next year when they've got Benji, he might stay on the left, Milford might go right, and we'll we'll see what happens. But... Yeah, he looks real good and rejuvenated outside of Benji. And Broncos seem to be upset with him in terms of his performance at the start of the year. But he's just got re-signed. It's good to see him turning around that, you know, he's probably going to be a Bronco for life and that we've seen some good form again. Do you think it's time for Sam to go? I think we're at that point that it's too early to say that he's off off the cliff. He was good the first eight to nine weeks of the season. Not fantastic in origin. That would have obviously crushed his confidence and he's been pretty poor the last three games. You're at the point now, though, if he doesn't bounce back in three weeks, he might be getting a tap on the shoulder. And I don't know. I, I like Sam Thigata too much to be saying that about him, but I feel like he's staying on because if he wasn't staying on, we wouldn't have seen all these young forwards just go meekly. The, the real Wayne Bennett move has always been that if he really wants to keep bring these keep these young forwards on, he's happy to put the bullet into one of the older blokes. Mm. He hasn't done that with Thigata or Blair, so I think those guys probably have another year on them. But who knows? If he plays another couple of games like he's played the last few... I wouldn't be surprised if he was pushed in round 20 and said, mate, just wrap it up at the end of this season. He's only right. 32. I know he's old, but 32 isn't that old, right? No, but there's, a lot of, there's a lot of miles on that. I was going to say, how been, many games has he played? Exactly. He's been playing... 260? Yeah, he's been playing, he's been playing rep footy for 10 years. Yeah. A yeah. lot, a lot of miles. He debuted in 2003, I think. Yeah, that's like two, 260 club games. Yeah. Plus, plus 30, 30, or, 30 origins, 30, plus 30, well, what, 15, 20 tests? Yeah, it's at least 300 games. Yeah. yeah, it's at least 300 games. And he's not in a he's not in a position where he's exactly going untouched for a whole game. Well, so. I can't, he, oh, he can't be a middle, though. He's ne- not never been a good middle. It looks like he's turning him into that. If he's going to be a middle for the last year, he may as well not bother with him. Hmm. All righty. Uh, speaking of not bothering, <laughs> Eastern Suburbs 12, Cronulla Sutherland 44 at Central Coast Stadium in place where most of us go on holiday, Gosford. Do we? No, we oh, don't. That's, I've that's never what... been to Gosford. Really? Never ever. Really? Let me describe Gosford for you. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's got jokes. <laughs> Darius has got jokes. Uh, Gosford's all right. If it, I mean, the Gossy Leagues is, is quite nice um, if you're into that kind of thing. And Central Coast Stadium is stunning. It's one of the nicest stadiums in the in the country, actually. Oh, I do love that backdrop with the ocean. With the palm trees. Hanging out there. Mm. Anyway. It's probably one of the only A-League grounds where you can let off a flare and not be ejected. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, as I said, East's 12, Cronulla 44. Cronulla are incredible at rugby league, and everybody's picking them to win the comp again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the media is telling me anyway. Well, this was a whooping. Well, the media this was an old school, this was like, we're your daddies. Cr- yeah. Time to get whooped. Cronulla <laughs> last week were not great, and Cronulla this week were everything that they weren't last week. Well, I was stunned that the uh, Roosters were such warm favourites going into this game. Me too, to be fair. Cronulla are a good side, like I won the comp last year, for fuck's sake. Yeah. And against Manly, that first that. half is about as bad as they are capable of playing. Yeah. Like, just nothing nothing went right for them. They were always going to bounce back in some form this week, but they exceeded my expectations. I didn't think they put 44 on them. Well, they're a team that won the comp with the worst completion rate in the competition last year. I know completion isn't everything, but this game, they didn't drop the ball in the whole first half. Yeah, yeah that was something else. That. You were not beating incredible. the Sharks if they go 17 for 17. It's just that simple. They were sensational in this game, and they love playing this Roosters side, and they put a show on. They all over the place. Ricky the Telly, Ricky like Slick Rick, Slick Rick the Ruler, just dancing on him. <laughs> like, where does like, every couple of weeks he does something like this, and you'll get you, old mate Michael Ennis calling for him for Origin because that's what he does. <laughs> oh, bro, Ennis on a Sharks game, and Nestor yeah. on a Roosters game. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Tap out of that one. Yep. But um, yeah, every every couple of weeks, Slick Rick throws one of these games out. I'll never, I refuse to believe he's good at rugby league. I'm still. <laughs> <laughs> Happens. <laughs> but it was one of those things, you know, Bert, apart from the horrific read on the Ryan Madison try, Bird was really strong, Holmes was great, oh. Fecky was great, even Beale had some nice touches. Mm-hmm. Wade Graham was excellent again, it was his best club game for, a, I reckon, about a month or so. Just absolutely firing on every single Maloney cylinder. Maloney was great. Maloney well. was really good. They were fantastic. They were well, all and, over and let's get to the, the main attraction, Luke Lewis going <laughs> 90. How good! The second old man... 100 meters in in two weeks. Well, he's but, got to, he's got to go 100 next game. Yeah, he just, he just has. to. I mean, he will. Pro- they'll probably it. play him at fullback and just have him run kick returns. <laughs> yeah, I mean, surely that's the game plan from here on. Well, if it's not, I I, I seriously question if Shane Flanagan knows what he's doing. Well, he I mean, I mean, I fullback. don't think there is any question that he doesn't at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and if you're going to come at me and say, "Oh, Luke Lewis was offside," I don't care. <laughs> I don't care, man. If remember you're we, a fo- if you're a forward and you take an intercept and go 80 meters to score, I don't care if you're 30 meters offside. You remember what we said last week about the balloon? Luke Lewis. I don't remember. If you, if you, if what's his name? Oh, yeah. Madal- if, not Madalino. Ken Mamalo scores a hundred meter try. The yeah, game the bl- finishes. The balloon should the pop balloon out. The balloon comes down. There's fireworks. If Luke Lewis scores only like this in the, the second week, you should fold. The f- club should fold. 110 seasons. I, I don't care. Be, I think he should own your football club. <laughs> yeah, you should get it. He gets I, 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 I'd be shocked if he doesn't already. If he doesn't have like a, <laughs> if he's not a silent partner in the roost. <laughs> he just goes on. He hits the button. Whole leagues club comes down. Happy yep. days. We well, need we need a new head of the commission. I'm picking Luke Lewis. <laughs> There's nothing he can't do, man. <laughs> he's fantastic. What a fucking ripper. But I love the like. Yeah, he, he's got toe over the first 40, but he has nothing. For yeah, there, but it doesn't even good, matter. There's a good 40, and then he dies in the arse. And you yeah. can see him looking up at the screen, yeah. thinking, "Oh Jesus, am I going to do it again?" <laughs> Vossi going nuts. Anderson and Nasser just laughing. It was it's it was great. great. I loved it. I want to see from the dead ball line next. I want to see <laughs> 110 meters. Intercept, go the whole field. I don't care if you run the other way. It's very David. fantastic. I, I have never been as high on the Roosters as a lot of other people, and I know they were missing Talcaho, and I know they were missing Cordner, but I thought there were some real danger signs in this game. Mm. Mate, 
the biggest day this time for me, and I don't want to sound like I'm a Latrell Mitchell hater, because the moment you say three negative things about a player, you get ter- de- determined to hate it. But him just not giving a shit when the team the team is down is a real danger sign for me. And how and how easily that his defence can be picked apart when a team's on a roll on them is, is a real worry. And, and I then mean, it happened on the other side too, though. Manu was the same, yeah. but they both got abused in this football L- game. Like Latrell's a young player, but I mean, if your team's I hate using the term flat track bullies, especially after the season one. last year, but he does come across that way. If, if you're kind of throwing your hands up in the air when you're getting beat and you're in a, a team that's this good, it, it does come across as that you you just don't want to put in the hard yards, really. Uh, look, uh, it's easy to be critical of the trail. Of We're not out trail. there, of course. <laughs> no, no. Thank we are, we are out there. <laughs> Fucking hell. It's easy to be critical of Latrell because he is such a high-profile player mm-hmm. in a high-profile position at a high-profile club, but he's still real young. Yep. Oh, he is. Yeah, no, he's not even 20 yet. Yep. Manu's, not, Manu's not much older. These are the growing pains that young centers mm-hmm. go through. They just happen to have two of them at the same time. And they for do. him to be at such a <clears throat> sorry, for him to be at, at such a high-profile club and a club that's performed so well over the last few years, as you say, it, it kind of makes us a little bit myopic to these yeah, kind of it, things. Yeah, it sort of skews our expectations a yep. bit, and the the work rate's not there right now. But you know, it could, it it could still come. There's still mm. plenty of time. Oh, could but, be, this season it's a real concern. Oh, it is, it yeah. is. But if you have a lot of young fellas in the back line, this is the sort of stuff that can happen yeah. sometimes. And yeah. obviously, he would have missed Boyd Calder defending inside. Yeah, him. yeah. You throw a back row out of an edge, it can all fall apart for some teams. But yeah, it's a couple of weeks now in a row that he's had. Off days and and, yep. and you know I look back to the season and I can't spot a, a good team he's turned up against. Well, really. I, I think I think the plan would have been for Kenny Dale to play centre for the rest of the year and Latrell Mitchell to play reserve grade just to sort of get those rough edges off yeah. his yeah. game. But in getting rid of Kenny Dale, they don't have that option anymore. You know, there's, Luttrell, there's no one really else with a whole lot of NRL experience apart not. from Mitch Orbison mm. that they can throw out in the centre. If centers. Latrell wants to play for Newtown. I'm happy for him. <laughs> no, Wyong. It's Wyong. Wow. No, now, but man. if he wants to play for Newtown. Oh, well, the people at Newtown need a new hero now that Daniel Mortimer's left. And also yeah. their club's not going to be in the comp. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't even want to think about that. I man. know. It's traumatic. This, yeah. this is Mitch rocking in a corner. Ed, Eddie Lee's still there, though. It's all right. Ed, oh, how about, yeah. We'll base talk, God. Base God, Eddie Lee. <laughs> Great bomb try to him, <laughs> Oh, no. can bomb him. Mate, he can was, score him. He can bomb him. He can do it all. It should have been sent off. One thing with the Roosters and... Again, I was I've never been as big a believer as some other people, but their kicking game is a real concern mm. because Pierce's kicking game comes and goes at club level. It can be really good for a few weeks and then it can vanish. And I was hoping we could say the Pierce hate to origin, but never no, this so- isn't this, <laughs> isn't this isn't hate. This is a legitimate. Yeah, this is no, a legitimate I agree. I agree. Issue with their with their play. Pierce's kicking game at club level comes and goes. Sometimes it's good, and other times it's not. But the problem is that Luke Keary's not much of a kicker beyond grubbers and crossfield mm. bombs. Mm. Mick Gordon's not a kicker. Jake Friend actually has a really nice kicking game, but he just doesn't use it that often because the team is so geared around Pierce. So if Pierce has an off day with the kicking boots, like he did in this game, there are a couple of times where he had to earn repeat sets and he just he, it just didn't work for him. Mm. And then they're really on the back foot. But it would make sense to me that if Pierce realises, I know this is we're, we're talking hypotheticals here, but if, if he realises that he's having a poor game, some sets on the fifth tackle, he just goes into dummy half and flicks it to friend, and he runs rolls it in. See, I don't, I don't think Pierce is wired like that. I think yeah, he yeah, feels true. like I've, I've got to do this. Yeah. This is yeah. my job. This is my job for the team. I have to mm. step up on this last tackle, and I have to do it right now. And that's that. That's an asset. Like you want your halfback to think that yeah, way. True. But at the same time, I also think that when he makes mistakes, that can compound things mm. a little bit. Like he's a quality, a quality um, halfback at club level, mm. but. This isn't a spine, I think, that is engineered to cover some of his shortcomings. Mm. It's not. 
Like he hasn't got a code at fullback either. Yeah, exactly. Him. He doesn't really have anyone that can consistently take the pressure off. Yeah. One thing before we move on, though, I do really like Ryan Madison on his side. I mean, what he's done for himself in the offseason and turned himself into a really, really handy forward without really playing much. Yeah, a lot of respect for that. And they've found the guy that, you know, Guerra goes next year and this guy will step into bigger minutes. So I don't know where if he starts, but at some point you might think he'd take Orbison's right edge off him. Yeah, I imagine playing. that would be the plan heading forward. He's even played He's played a fair bit in the middle for them this year. Yeah. I think he's one of those guys who has really he's just... Com- yeah, he's, oh, he's massive, but he's really committed himself to becoming a forward. And I know Trent Robinson's a huge fan of him and of his attitude around the club. So... Yeah, there's definitely big things coming up for Ryan Madison in the future. I'd be I'd be really excited to see how he goes. Has Guerra starting signed, on an edge has, for a long time? Has Guerra signed elsewhere? Yeah, Knights. Yeah, Knights. Oh, of course, of course. Sorry, I'm just used to him getting undeserved jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> he deserves that one. <laughs> Your words, not mine. He had that one. Uh, anyway, we move on to the next game. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, do we have to? Yeah, we do. Uh, Manly Warringah 26, New Zealand Warriors 22 at Perth Oval in the West. Um... I'll this, take this, it away if you want. Here you go. Mitch is coming in off the top rope <laughs> I'm not going off the top rope. I know it was the Warriors and Perth, and this it looked like on paper the same as the Warriors and Perth performances always. They got ahead, then they blew it. It looked like that, but I thought they played quite well for a team that lost, and I, I know I always defend the Warriors this year, but there were some, some things in this game that were really good signs for them, and I thought... You know, if, if Ron Hoffman didn't get injured, they'd probably win this football game. Yeah. Uh, poor Bunty Afoa got picked apart in defence. And whilst the stat sheet only reads two missed tackles, he was at fault for three of the tries they conceded. And they ran at him all day. And, you know, not having Isaac Luke as well, that ruck defence was a bit loose when Roach went off. But, you know, without sort of those couple of moments, I thought the Warriors were the better side in this football game. But didn't come out on top. They blew opportunities on, on either side of the field and that was it. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't go so far to say that they were the better no, side right. throughout wrong. the football right. game. But in that first 20 minutes, I was really impressed. Um, I was always thinking in the back of my mind, it's the Warriors in Perth. Don't trust them. Don't trust them. But, you know, I, I think Roach is a, is a really good player. Sean, awesome. Sean Johnson was running the ball, which was, oh my God. Sean Johnson made a line break. My, my, heart, <laughs> my heart was a flutter. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But then... Like a couple of key injuries, Bunty Fire on an edge is a thing that just shouldn't happen. They should dig up whoever, move Mal Marlowe in there if you have to. <laughs> just don't have poor old Bunty there anymore. But having said that, I thought Manly did quite well to work their way back into the contest. Some of the tries they scored were, were pretty spectacular as well. You know, yeah, a lot from over halfway. Yeah, Appy Corusau has become really good at picking his moments. Had a dummy half, and he created a few of these opportunities from doing it. But yeah, they um they did fight back well, and they've had that a couple of times this year. They've got down real quick, but. That they've been good enough to fight back in through the individual brilliances of guys like Coruscant, DCE, Walker, Tommy Turbo. And yeah, they got back in and they scored their points in an absolute flurry. And this Warriors team's a team that likes conceding them in, in, in bunches <laughs> like that. But I, I was likes. impressed again, but they, they were yeah. managed to get, screw their heads on and fight back in the game when they got kind of unlucky at the end when Nathaniel Roach blo- broke the line and tore his hamstring. So that was one opportunity blown. And the last one, Sean Johnson probably. Just take him on, Sean. Yeah, just take it. Just forget the bullshit and just run, man. That's he, all. That's all he has to do. Maybe he doesn't beat Tom Turbo, but he he might he might beat him. He yeah, could yeah. beat him. You know what I mean? And even if he doesn't, he doesn't get bundled into touch. Exactly. If he doesn't beat him, at least he gets a good play the ball or something down yeah. that other end. But he got bundled in. But yeah, there were some really good signs in there. But again, this manly side just. I don't know if you don't bring your game for eighty, they'll beat you. Yeah, I, I, the thing that would be a really good sign for me if I was a manly fan is that they won the game without Marty Tapao having an absolute blinder. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? They lean very heavily on him, which as they should, because he's, he's fabulous. He's the second best middle forward in the world at the moment. Mm-hmm. But 
they didn't need him to go gangbusters. They didn't need him to run for 180 metres and pop 18 offloads. You know what I mean? And they won with uh, Louis Brown on one knee. <laughs> yeah. Jay and Trent Barrett puts that on his resume. <laughs> we won with a one leg. We won with a one legged Lewis Brown. <laughs> no, not the good one. The, the old Lewis Brown. <laughs> Tell me about where you've done something in a, in a high pressure situation, Trent. Yes. Well, uh, there was this guy who had one leg. Yeah. Um, I, I hate to hark back to it, but I was really impressed with DCE's game management in the wet. Um, I, I know that the Warriors love to play free free flowing footy, which is well, they don't really. Not anymore. I know, but you know they they like to throw the ball around. And the, I always have a lot of problems having watched not many of their games this year. But I always have a lot of problems believing that they're going to catch passes in the wet. <laughs> I, what I liked about DCE was that there was one kick early in the game where he put the ball out for a seven tackle set, and he adjusted his kicking from that point forward because the ball was either going to skid through if he put it along the ground, or it was going to sit up if he put it a little bit higher. And that was one thing that I kind of. Took out of that game. Not that I'm giving him origin hype. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Too but, late. No, the hype's sorry, been given. Sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> oh, God. I, can't, can't I take it, it all back. I take it all back. Um, but, yeah, it was one thing that really impressed me. And something that I kind of looked back at the Warriors' losses this year and thought maybe they've lost a lot more in the wet. Maybe they've played more games in the wet. But, but no, that was just, as I said, if, if you're able to, to manage a game like that and pin a team down in their own end, then, then you're going to have – that's a fun sound, whatever that is. Something's buzzing. No. That I like a, qual- a quality mic. kicking game always makes a huge difference. Yeah, that's that's a huge difference. That's my take out of it, and especially in a situation like that where if let's just say if you go into pl- pl- pin a player down in the corner, and he goes to retrieve the ball and he slips and falls into touch, if you don't get the ball in that close to the sideline, it's not going to happen because he's not going to be able to fall into touch because he's not close enough. But as you say, and it's a smart play. It's a smart way to play the Warriors too. Big Kenny's Mike. Big Kenny's out there and he's got flippers. <laughs> you know, chance, chance goes okay, but he's got an error in him too. And even yeah. RTS does as well. The best way to beat him, as ever, is to kick, like pin him down their end, mm. put the pressure on him. Turn him around. More often than not, they'll just drop the ball, and then you'll be fine. You'll yeah. have it. Yeah, more often than not, they'll crack it. But this game, like, they didn't really do that, though, in this one. You know, they completely 86%. They're completing quite well this year. I'm probably I'm drawn. not as high on them right now as you are. I, I'm not, I'm I'm not, not as enchanted him. with the performance. I'm not as high on, high, I'm not high on them at the moment anymore, man. I was high on them in preseason. But <laughs> if I'm going to pick any team outside this eight that can make the eight... This yeah, is they seem the team. obvious candidate. They've got seven wins, which is two, sides, two outside of the eight. But it might take 13 to make the eight this year, more I thought about it with how bad the bottom of the ladder is. But, you know, I think they're one of the teams capable of making a run. I'm not high on them, but I just thought there was still, again, good little signs in this performance from then, which I guess is becoming more of a problem, though, in the end. that It's around, around 17, we're around 18 this week, and it's still only signs. It's not full performances. Yeah. But they, they are trying to change their fundamentals of what they have been the last few years under Stephen Kearney. And these, in terms of these signs, are a good way of, sorry, a good indication that they want to play like, they're playing like Kearney wants them to play rather than being what they used to be. But yeah, they still um, love conceding points in, in the bucket load in, in 10-minute periods. That's mm. what they do. Uh, we move on to the last game of Saturday night, a game that unfortunately we do have to cover. <laughs> Canberra 18, North Queensland 31 at Bruce Stadium in Canberra. Um, Campo? Okay, there's a couple of real problems with Canberra at the moment, and the biggest one, it sounds like a cop-out, but it's absolutely true. They're so low on confidence at the minute, and yeah. they have overtaken the Warriors as the t- as the most the team that relies the most on their confidence in the competition you know what i mean when they're on top they are fantastic they st- and they still they still can be fantastic when they're on top but right now i think co- confidence is low i think there's a couple of chemistry problems down there and i also think that the golden point loss to manly and then the narrow loss to penrith shortly thereafter yep. 
has cracked them for this year. Mm. I think after that, they have, they've not thrown in the towel, but they have no idea how they want to get back to the way they want to play. And you could see that in this game on Saturday night. The full, There are real problems with the forwards. I don't know what Shannon Boyd's doing. I don't know what Ricky's trying to get him to do. Did, did Shannon Boyd run for literally like 30 metres? He ran for 54 metres. That is incredible. And he, had, he, had one, he had one run of about 20 metres. He ran for 54 metres. Sean Fenson ran for over 180 <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sure, you're, you're, you're Australian front rower should be doing better than that. Sia Soliola has been great for this club, both on and off the field. Mm. But time is starting to catch up to him and he can't, he can't do the role that he's been doing for the last couple of years. Yeah. He can't be playing 50, 60 minutes in the middle and leading the line speed every single time. His no. role has to be diminished and there's just not the players to do it. Bateman's regressed this year. Tapanay hasn't kicked on this year. He's still a week-to-week guy. He was not great in this game. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. Junior Paulo has been fabulous this year, but he can't carry the forward pack every week. He's just not good enough. Josh Papali's dropped off a cliff since that drink driving charge. Elliot Whitehead is a fabulous player, but he's not the sort of guy that is going to turn around a yardage battle in the middle. He's very much an attacking second rower. And the thing is, they don't need middles that are going to be outstanding. They just need middles that are going to be okay because they've got Leilua and Rapana and Kotrick and Whiten, and they can pick up that slack. Get into the back line. It's easy to look at this team and blame, blame Leilua for what's going on. Mm. Joey Leilua is not the problem. His defense isn't great. That's always got to be admitted. There's always going to be errors, but he's going really hard. He's doing his absolute best to try and turn things around for this team. For the last 15 minutes of this game, he came in and just played in the middle. There's an intensity there that maybe wasn't even matched last year. He's really, really, really trying, and that's all you'll ever want from Joey Leilua. You'll want him to give a shit. Yeah, I think the real the lazy and the easy thing to say is that Leilu was the problem because it, it's been a thing in the past. That yeah. When he's off his game, he looks like he's part of the problem. As you said, though, it's not not the same thing as when Joey was off his game at the Knights, we stood out on his edge and yelled at people and did nothing. He's really trying to take control of this football Exactly. He, he's trying to turn things around, and I think that's part of the problem is that he's trying almost too hard. He's trying to throw every crazy offload he can because maybe that's the offload that's turned things around. Yeah. The, the two, three, four, five aren't that none of them are the problem. Nick Kotrick is the whatever the problem is, Nick Kotrick's not it. He's, yeah, he's fabulous. Fantastic. Jack Whiten is in a real pit at the moment. And when Jack Whiten's in a pit, he can sink you. Well, he is a, a genuine game loser when he's in the pit. Yeah, like he's 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 just I think he's of all the guys that are low on confidence, it's a race for him and Caesar to the bottom. Yeah. Three errors for him in this game, and that's becoming a common thing in the last few weeks and three errors he slips over a lot. Get oh. screw ins, Jack, you know? Yeah, I mean, this is a guy that some periods last year, again, we'll think, and even when the team was on fire, he was always Jack White and part of the, you know, is he a problem for the football club yeah. or whatever. He's been so up and down, and you look at the team, there's not really anywhere else for him to go. They've already got yeah, two great they're, centers. They're really committed to him at fullback. There's no other option. No. Like, we were talking the other night, I mean, talking about how do we get Nick Kotrick more involved because he's too good to sit on the, on the wing forever. But, yeah. again, there's two fantastic centers. He hasn't taken any of those guys' job. I know there's a, there's a couple of people out there that would like to see how Kotrick will go at fullback. I'd be very curious to see how he would go. But if you move Whiten away from fullback now, that could break him irrepar- irreparably. If he goes to the wing, yeah. Yeah, that, that could be not the end for him, but that would be the end of him for this year, I think. Mm. And one more thing with Canberra. Aiden Caesar. I've been a believer in Aiden Caesar since he made his debut. I've always been a huge, huge fan, irrespective of of when he was at Canberra or not. But the best game he ever played for Canberra was his first game, and ever since then he's gone steadily backwards. This mm-hmm. game on the weekend, he was almost unplayable. He was missing tackles. He wasn't going to the line. He was just throwing passes in. There were times he was throwing passes. He didn't seem to know if there was going to be anyone on the end on him. He was just throwing them. He was he, him and Shannon Boyd were the two biggest factors in Canberra losing this game, and that has been true too often this year for Caesar. 
Yeah, I, no, I agree with you there. He's a guy that I was a real big fan of with the Titans. And when you guys signed him, I was, you know, so hyped. Well, what a fantastic deal. Great money for a quality half. Endless potential kind of thing. And it just hasn't clicked. And I don't know why it hasn't clicked. I, you know, I'm not in there every day with him. But he is a massive part of the problem. And if Sam Williams is at the club currently, I think Sam Williams is playing first grade and not yeah, agencies. Definitely well, I, th- I think... The, the depth was sort of picked out of Canberra at the very worst time because there are guys in that team now that would have been in the Reggies for a few weeks if they could still afford to do so. Um, I'm, I, I have to believe that Aiden Caesar will turn it around because the club doesn't really have another option. I have to believe that Blake Austin will... He, I thought he was better in this game, but I have to believe that Blake Austin will find a way to get it back as well because the club doesn't really have another choice. Yeah, that's that simple that. Anyway, on to the Cowboys. Mm. I, I thought the Cowboys were really good as well. Fantastic. I mean, Michael Morgan has really stepped up the last couple of games without JT. And earlier in the season, when he was stepping up without JT, he was well, trying to. He was overplaying his hand a lot and not playing like Michael Morgan should play. He was running across the field too much, too sideways, looking to throw miracle passes and looking to turn guys back under. And that's not been what's, what's made Michael Morgan a fantastic rep footballer. What's made him that kind of player is his running game. And that's what he's been doing the last couple of weeks. He's just went in doubt, run the ball. Yep. When in doubt, take the line on. And that's what created a couple of these tries, you know. Tamari Martin's first try, Michael Morgan just ran the ball, something happened. Mm. Tamari Martin's second try, Morgan just ran the ball. And it's, and it's not Morgan's fault <laughs> that he's going to have literally six players try and tackle him. <laughs> <laughs> and then just offload to Tamari right. Martin in 60 metres of space. That was bizarre. That, 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 <laughs> great screenshot. Um, but yeah, as you say, if Morgan... A lot of teams, they're not going to be confused, but a lot of teams aren't necessarily going to know what to do with a half that's going to try and run at them. Like, well, shut him, shutting them down, like just tackling him is one thing, but being able to stop what he creates is, is more difficult than I feel Yeah, I just mean, picking up a ball in the backfield. He ran the ball 18 times last week and 12 times this week. That's ridiculous yeah. for a half, but that's it. The but guy that's knows... The way, that's the way he should always be playing. Because that, I, I remember a few weeks ago, we were to, I, I, I don't want to always go back to Sean Johnson, but I remember a few weeks ago, we were talking about that Sean Johnson had run the ball nine times all season, or that he'd been tackled nine times yeah, all season. Yeah, he'd been playing in a dinner suit for the wrong reasons. That Morgan had run 18 times in one game, and 12 <laughs> yeah. this week seems yeah. incredible right. to me. He's just taking the line on all the time, and that city he's not the world's best playmaker, but things will happen around him when, that, when he takes a line on him. And they did in this game, and... We've seen other guys who I didn't know could lift without JT lift these last two weeks as well. I think that period without JT, while it was tough for Morgan at times, he had that rough patch there, I think it's ended up being really good for him because it's sort of reminded him what he's good at and what he's not. And he can't. I think he's realised that he can't be a Jonathan. Like, no one can, but I think he's realised that he can't be that on-field general. He can't do what Thurston does for this team. But what he can do is he can run the ball all the time he can push into holes. He can he can support really well. He can put in nice little grubbers always around the in goal. Some good attack and kick. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes all it takes is a player playing within themselves and playing to their own strengths to really turn things around. And I don't think this Cowboys side is a premiership team anymore. But you know they're never gonna, they're never going to be easy beats. There's a lot of quality in that side that a lot of people overlook just because it's the Jonathan Thurston show. And, and they're a really you, good team. They're a very well-rounded team. And as you say, I would rather a player do his job to the best of his ability mm. than try and do everybody else's. Exactly. Well, this is the sign of a good fo- or good coach is when they get those guys just doing their role and, and yeah. doing what they're good at every week. And whilst when Thurston was first at it, as Campo mentioned, they they were trying to find how they could use Michael Morgan without Thurston. Took them a couple of weeks, but now they know this is. Michael Morgan's strengths in this side with Coot at fullback, Granville at dummy half, and tomorrow Martin out him. This is what Michael Morgan's going to do for us. And he's going to be the guy 
who's run, he's kicking, yes, he's doing a lot more kicking than usual, but he's going to take the line on whenever he can, and he's going to put the attacking kicks in. But the least one of such a coot. Coot will do some more fa- ball Coot, play. Van will do some ball play. I've really liked what Coot's been doing these last yeah. couple of weeks. It's not been... It's not been a hugely a huge jump in his um, production or in his involvement, but just at key times, he's really picking his spots yeah. well. And he's really directing more. I'm noticing yeah. the back. Doing a lot more directing. Morgan's not directing as much, but it doesn't matter when, when Coote's doing that role there. And this yeah. is why people, every every three weeks, you get asked, why is Callum Pollan not playing over Lachlan Coote? Because Coote's better for this football Lachlan, team. Yeah, Lachlan Coote fits better. It's not always about talent. It's not. It's and not always about talent. I mm. think Callum Pongo will be the better player next year, for example. I don't know if it means anything for the team we'll be playing in, but um, Coote just fits them so much better, and then Coote gives them the best chance of, you know, they're the most well, huge outside chance of winning the comp this year. Huge, but if they want to go far, guys like Coote and Morgan are the ones who are going to do it, not Caelan Ponga. But meanwhile, on the forwards, I mean, Scotty Bolton keeps performing, Tom Wiley does, does as always, but Sean Fenson, like, Sean Fenson revenge game, who saw this coming? Me. Yeah, Second highest say. run meters total of his career. Just to loop, loop this back to the Raiders for just, for just a second, for just yeah. a second. I, I didn't like letting Paul Vaughan go because I think he's a quality operator, they, but they picked Shannon Boyd over him. The decision to let Fenson go keeps looking worse and worse all the time. Because right now they're playing guys like Clay Priest who's fallen off a cliff or they're playing Royce Hunt for 10 minutes a week. Having Fenson, even if he's just coming off the bench and playing 30 minutes in this new, and replicating this new role he's in at the Cowboys, you know, it just makes such a difference. It makes such a difference if we didn't have to worry about shuffling all these new blokes into lock. If we could just start Fenson there for 30 and then play Soliola for 50, you know what I mean? I understand why they, had to, why they wanted to get rid of him, but at the same time, they're paying him this year anyway. Why not keep him? Yeah, why mm. not keep him? He, he he didn't want to leave. <laughs> he did not want to leave. You know? but that's it now. Um, but he was great. He had a great great game. The Cowboys get yeah good good stuff out of him off the bench up there and plugging a hole for them through the Origin period currently and you know probably plays thirty forty minutes in the whole run home now and the camera could have used those minutes. Oh, could we ever? <laughs> uh, moving on to Sunday afternoon up in the Hunter. Oh, mm, we'll be quick. Newcastle twelve, West Tigers thirty three at Hunter Stadium. None of us are Knights fans, but I fuck, feel like we, we all got we all got the shits with this one. I just wanted them to beat West. If I was a Knights fan, if I was a Knights fan, I'd be furious, man. This is the first game they've had to play in about two seasons where there were actual stakes. There were real life stakes in this game. If they win this game, more likely than not, they don't get the wooden spoon. They have something to play for that they haven't had in twenty four months. And it was a massive crowd, and it was a good sunny day, and it's a fast track, and it's a team that's reeling and. They had nothing. They had nothing. Yep. I mean, I'll, I'll go to the coach. We'll start there. You know, this is a, a guy that's had two years in now, two years to, to find out what his favourite combinations are or find out, you know, who we can play with, what's the best winning combination we have, what am I going to use for next year, you know, what am I going to put together this year for next year. And he did that a lot last year. And he played all these guys last year, all these young fellas and shuffled them and whatever. And he knew they were the spoon team. They copped the spoon, but they, he got to see a lot of players. But it's now been, what has he been in charge for? 24 games last year, 15 games this year or so. 39 games, he still doesn't know. Still doesn't got the answers to the questions he asked round one last year. Like, coming to this game, last week, yeah, you blew that lead against the Dragons, but what are you doing putting two new edge combinations out there in a game you can win? What are you doing dropping Brock Lamb for Trent Hawkinson in a game dropping, you can win? Dropping Brock Lamb something I'll never understand. Brock Lamb's been one of the standouts for them this year, and I know that there have been problems with his game management and his defence and whatever, but who cares? He's the future of this club. Trent Hawkinson isn't. He can't Trent, even put kicks in Trent, anymore. Trent Hodkinson, who I will always respect for winning that series for New South Wales that everybody's forgotten about, he's just not a first grader anymore. 
Hmm. And he has no, there is no purpose to him at the night. There's no purpose to him being at the nights beyond this year. Brock Lamb could be your guy for the next 10 years. Yeah, Why fuck around? Why play Hodkinson with Feeney? There's no future there. Exactly Why are you right. doing it? And the endless, and so in this game, they come in this game on the right edge. They've put Feeney defending in the centres. Or Moses Sully, he's about four times his size. They've put um, Sia on the right wing. That's fine. He stays on the right wing. But new combination, he's defending with Feeney inside him. they put Joe Wardle defending at the back row outside Fitzgibbon. So that's all a whole new combination. One side. And then the other side of the field, yeah, they have Sione and Peter that stay together. That's fine. But they throw Hodgson in there. Doesn't defend on that. You know, defends on that side with a new combination. Throws Gago on the wing and has Ross at fullback, who, unfortunately, we love Ross Dog, who was completely lost back there. I don't understand why, if you just don't. Brendan Elliott was fine there. I don't get it. Well, I, can, I could understand why you would want to see what yeah. Ross Dog had back there. Yeah. So that, that honestly, that's that's the one move that I think is not just defensible. That that's that's worth a go. He scored three tries there last week. Why not? Have it? Why not keep him there? You know. But I mean, that's one of the ones I didn't get. Why it didn't happen ten weeks ago? Well, that's true. I don't, I don't know why it took this long. You know, and then so th- the combination is all different then. But the one you've kept together is Sione and Peter. Ken Sayo gets injured at half time, and you think, okay, what we'll do is we'll shove Danga guy back to the right. He's defended on the right for two years. He knows those guys are there a little better. But instead, he threw Sione on the left wing and put Peter Matautia on the right wing. Yeah. And so was... he had new edge combinations on the entire fucking pitch. <laughs> like, I don't know what that is. I, I, I don't know, man. I don't have any answers for you. No, I, I, just, I want someone in my life who loves me as much as Newcastle loves the Knights. You're yeah. getting 20,000 people to watch this team. Yeah. You all deserve medals and frosty glasses of beer. You do. You're good, good people, all yep. of you. Agreed. And every few weeks I watch this side and I think, oh, Brown's figuring it out. There's a couple of nice plays, whatever, whatever. But you just can't keep shuffling the team every week. Like, to change a team that scored, what, 30 points? Almost yeah. 30 points? You have to know. In a half. You have to know, like, after 39 games, what your best 17 is. I, or, or what's your best 17 that I'm going to work on for next year? We'll just keep those, not just every week, couple of weeks, let's shuffle it again. Let's see what this guy's got. Because they haven't brought anyone new in this year. Last year it made sense of blooding guys. This year, like they played Fitzgibbon last year. They played yeah. those guys. Well, they haven't near, near, nearly everyone who's there now was there last year. There's only yeah. a few guys in that rotation that weren't part of the part of the club mm. last year. You know what I mean? Like, and from the kickoff, they got dominated. Like right from the game start, Aaron yeah. Woods had a field day on this. Woods team. was excellent. Well, he was the best player on the pitch before the, before the game kicked off. Anyway, the game yeah. kicked off anyway. So expected a big game from him, but he was fantastic. And his offloading and combination with Luke Brooks there really, really carved up. And speaking of running the ball a lot, Brooks ran it 22 times. That's one of the real keys for Brooks. His hammies have sort of robbed him of a little bit of speed. Maybe he can get that back because he is still very young. But And if you, if you get the chance, if you tape to that James Tedesco episode of all the tries, go back and watch it. Look how often a James Tedesco try comes from Luke Brooks straightening up at the line. It was one of his best attributes when he first came into first grade, and it's why I'm I'm still on Brooks Island. It, I think it's me. I think it's it's just me by myself. I've got a, I've got but, a foot on the sand, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, th- I thought he, I thought he played really well, and I thought he combined with Little and Tuilola here really well. Yep, good old. As we, we call him here now, Bing Tang Tui. Bing Tang Tui. He looks like a guy's gone to Bali for yeah, six man. weeks. Tui, yeah, Tui, Tui's been enjoying himself. Just a little overweight. Bing Tang Tui. And then, <laughs> Tui, then next Tui year. Tui is a beer in New Zealand. It is. Yeah, Bing Tang yeah, Tui. Yeah, Bing Tang Tui. And then next year, he can be, um, you know, vodka water Tui. When he cuts away. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Vodka but, lime and soda Tui. Yeah, there, yeah. Are, there are even some good signs for, for Bing Tang Tui in this game. Like that pass he threw. It's a great nickname. Oh, it really is. There was the pass old Bing Tang through to. Oh, I can't believe I'm spacing on it. It was for the first try on the left Wateni's wing. Wateni Zelezniak. Wateni Zelezniak, of course. There was the good try for that. 
there was the backing up, <laughs> backing up Brooks and Little on that break when it, he should he should have just scored. That was I'm a sorry, Batman step, but right? he was there. You know what I mean? He's out of shape and he's still he's, still fine. He's trying. Yeah, he's still finding his way in the halves again. Mm. But you know, he was there. Well, you know, there, I'm there on the other here island, so. I'm oh yeah, it. man. You 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 own much of it. <laughs> you 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 have a despotic regime on. <laughs> On Lollahear Island. Do you yeah, serve Bintang or Tui there? We're trying to bring a vodka soda. It's <laughs> a real crisis. You've, on got the the little, you've got the little taps with the soda water, but nobody ever uses them. All They're not connected that, to the been, keg. Uh, They're just been, for show. There's been too many kegs ordered. Uh-huh. <laughs> too much beer drunk. We're trying to slim down on uh, Tui Island. But <laughs> the, the two other things that really stood out for me from the Tigers, um, Jacob Little, he's going to be a fabulous footballer. He's going to be a yeah. really, really good dummy half for them going forward. He's really confident to run, which you don't see in a lot of young hookers. Like you look at Jaden Braley, who's doing well for the, who was doing well for the Sharks in a different role. I would reckon that um, Little has already run the ball this year more times than Braley has, <laughs> even though he's playing 10 less games. And the other one, the other guy that really impressed me was Moses Sully. They got early ball to him. Yeah. And they should be doing that all the time. Like, I know he's only 18, but he's about eight foot tall and about six foot wide, and he can run like buggery. Get him early ball all the time. Well, I don't want to put the foot in the Knights fans again, but I think the, another concerning thing here is that the Tigers have just brought in Eisenhuth and Twall, and they look like the two best young forwards on the field. Twall, Twall, was, Twall was really good. From Paris. They're Twall both was fantastic. Really good. And I think what's been really good for them and Little and Sully is that the old, old bunch of Tigers juniors for a whole long time were really overhyped and came in the first game with high expectations. But considering the thud the Tigers have had this year, there's been no expectations placed on these yeah. guys. And there's some really good signs from Sully, and he's not really getting anything, any pressure put, in, put on him. Same with Eisenhuth, same with Twall. And those guys now will go back to next year, and Twall and Eisenhuth will be on the bench if they're lucky. And they'll get to develop nicely and work their way into first grade. And, you know, I, I really back them as prospects more so than guys who are just thrown, they're thrown to the wolves the last couple of years. I mean, they really messed up Suaso Su's development and Josh Allier's development. But you've got these guys, Isotooth and Twall, who can now work their right way into first grade behind a Packer and Madalino and, and Elijah Taylor. And I really like what I see from both of them. Yeah, well, you can work them in slowly and you can give mm-hmm. them a defined role. And yeah. that's... That's what's hurt Aloye and Jesse Sue. Is yeah. that like Jesse Sue's been switched between the middle and the edge so many times? I can't even count anymore. Yeah. You know, if you give a young fella a simple job that he can do and it's the same every week, it'll, it'll make him a better player. Yeah. Exactly. Why do you think Melbourne are so good at it? Because that's what they do. Mm. But yeah, there's some good signs in there, and obviously, that's, again, it's still just beating the Knights. But this is a team that was in a tough spot themselves, yeah. and they were, they, were, they were looking to. Well, it confidence. was the spoon bowl for a reason. It you was. Know, like, and you know maybe they can they can rustle a few feathers on the way home now too. I mean, what do they got? They got um, Manly next. I don't know about that, but Manly Para, you know Manly Para Gold Coast. Who knows what they can do from here? There's a couple of final scenes they play on the way home, but yeah, I think again Tigers are like I mentioned the Bulldogs earlier. They're ready for next year. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm, re- I'm ready for next year. I'm really excited to see what they'll have next year. Yeah, I mean we, we speak about their their potential being <laughs> out in the household here in Castle de Bellin, but yeah, we're both excited for what they can put out next year. Uh, we we turned to the last game of the round, South Thank Sydney, God Bungo's not here. forty-two. Oh, what's that? I, he's two continents away, and I can hear him yelling about Alex Johnson. <laughs> Penrith fourteen. Uh, let's just take a trip down memory lane. Uh, where were you when Matt Moylan threw that intercept? <laughs> I was at the Normby Hotel <laughs> after the Horn Pacquiao fight. And there were about 10 of us watching the game, and we all burst out laughing. It was, it was fabulous. Do you want to know where my hands were? <laughs> no. Well, I think we can imagine, but this is this is an audio medium, so I am... Oh, I can sig- make the noise in here. Please, please don't. Please don't. But, uh, I, I've never seen a man throw a 40-meter knock-on. 
it was impressive. Was a pass to a man that wasn't on the field. <laughs> it wasn't, it, and it wasn't even to like the touch judge. It was just it. it I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> we've what said, occurred? Yeah, we've said many a time on this podcast that this Penrith team hates aggression, and that one Sam Burgess tackle oh. changed the whole comp- the whole context of this football game. Russell, the Penrith Feathers. They were so... The, their jimmies were so rustled. The South team got behind Sam doing that, as they do when Sam steps up. And even though they were up 8-0, they were never in the football game after that hit. Yep. They threw that intercept. Momentum swung. And Matt Moylan was never heard of again. <laughs> From then on, that was it. He, he, he we, got... we often have a good laugh at uh, how Matt Moylan was branded the best on-ball comp- player in the competition. Mm. That doesn't actually mean anything. What that, what, Whoever <laughs> said that, whatever fool said that, what they were trying to say Kamali? is that, uh, and then everyone agreed with him. I think it was something like I that. I don't know. I still love you, Noddy, but you know, that wasn't one of your best. But what that what I think what he was trying to say is that when a team is playing with momentum, when they've got a quick play of the ball and a bit of a roll on, Matt Moylan is really, really effective, and that's true. Yeah. But then the flip side of that is when the team's under the pump and the forwards aren't really on top, and you really got to di- your your halves have really got to dig deep into their bag of tricks. His bag of tricks isn't as deep as it needs to no. be right now. You know what I mean? And that's what happened. Pen- South got on top, and Penrith didn't have an answer for him. None of them did. And in times like that, you know, he's the experienced partner of their fullback, their halfback, and their 5'8". He's the one that needs to sort of step up a little bit and show them the way creatively, and he just didn't, just couldn't do it. Yeah, and Dylan Edwards is a really talented player, but he's so far, he, the best thing about his game are on his own half of the field, like a Josh Dugan kind of thing now, in terms yeah. of a great kick returner, really good in yardage sets, but in attack, he, he doesn't really pop up much for him. Well, he, he's still finding his way. He's only, yeah, got about, saying, he's only got about seven or eight games. I'm not mocking mm. him. He's fantastic. Yeah. Saying, that's it. They, they, they can't look at him at an outlet. Clear, he's still learning, and... You know, this is Sione Katoa. Was he second first grade game? Yeah, he had a rough time. And even Jeez. and I know that you know Moylan five eight Lockyer all that garbage. He's only been there for a month. Yeah. You know what I mean? These sorts yeah. of these sorts of things can still things happen. Will, these things will happen. But I think because we've all bought in or people bought in so much and how good this team was supposed to be, they haven't been afforded that. Moylan's not getting afforded any time to adapt to five eight. No, we no. we we dubbed him the next best five eight in the comp the moment he moved there. He who, was who, he was the best five eight in the state before he'd played there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like. Mm. Yeah, and that's it. As you said, he has got some tricks. He He's pretty good at going, not right behind the ruck, but on a quick play of the ball, go back kind of towards the ruck, bring a guy on the inside and find a hole that way. He's pretty good at that. Did I just hear what? Mitchell Doyle give Matt Moylan a compliment? No, you haven't listened the last couple of weeks. I haven't, actually. Haven't the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I said a nice thing about him last week, too, but like I said, people... Have, just... you, have you filled your quota? Is it one a week? <laughs> I haven't. Look, it's, it's coming for the little bitch slap in a couple of weeks, Campbell. Let me build. <laughs> <laughs> But you know there is some, there's some nice things in his game, but we've 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 given him credit to being a far more complete five eight than he currently is, and mm. he hasn't got you know the, the big play out of his own half, that the game turning play to get his team on top, and whilst you know he won that game against Canberra with a couple of nice little plays, he was also pretty poor for seventy five minutes in that game. He was poor for sixty minutes in this game. He was poor last week for the majority of the fixture as well. Let's give the kid some time to develop before three minutes into the game. We're saying he's going to play. You called him the kid. Yeah, you called him the kid, he's, young did. Matt Moylan. Young Matt Moylan. Let's give him some time in this position to develop before we start dubbing him the. You know, oh, he's in such control of this game. Two and a half minutes in. Let's give some time. He's, an, let's, he's let's an, an artist. An artist. <laughs> we, we are so ready as a rugby league community to just we're have wa- this kid as the thing. We're looking kid. for some, <laughs> we're looking for something for someone to love. Before, uh, we're forcing it. We really are. We're very needy. We are we're needy. We are de- to the point of desperation. <laughs> yeah. God. But like, let, let, let's give South some credit. South, South's, uh, when Souths are at their best, back when they were winning competitions, in the their 70s. competitions, <laughs> competition, competition. <laughs> yeah. 
Back in the, the 30s, Souths were great. <laughs> that, was, that was a conspiracy anyway, wasn't it? That's what I heard when Souths won the comp. Yeah, the, the, yeah, Channel 9, mate. Just connect the dots. Stay woke. <laughs> no, nah, they, they were always a team that thrived on being on top. If they yep. weren't on top, they didn't really have an answer for you. And that's remained to this day. If they get on top of you, they will just put the foot on your throat and that'll be it. Like... Adam Reynolds looked sensational in this game. This was his yeah. best game. Are you calling game them in... rugby league rapists? <laughs> wow, wow. I was going to go with bullies, but <laughs> but we've I whatever. think we feel we've crossed the plane. We have. But yeah. as it, this is like, after dark. This yeah. is like Reynolds' best game in probably yeah. two and a half years. Yeah, they had. I thought it was. It might have been Sam Burgess's best game since he came back from yep. rugby. You know what I mean? They got on top, and then all the players that have really struggled this year looked looked fantastic. Reynolds looked fantastic. Walker looked great. Sutton looked looked really good again. Cook had some really nice touches. Even you know, our man Alex Johnson running in yeah. five tries. You yeah. know, all the all the Premiership players that were, they were back in that environment, even if it was just for an afternoon. And and I know that we 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 say they played really well, but I mean, if there's one team that you are going to be able to dominate, it is as as Mitch said, mm-hmm. well, yeah, this team. That's it. They they don't respond well to aggression in the middle of the field. They don't have forwards that are kind of built to combat that. You know, it was funny because in the first kind of twenty minutes of the game, I thought Trent Merrin was playing quite well, and then I just didn't see him for the rest of the match. Yeah, that, he actually, he's had a few games like that yeah. this year. He's not playing big minutes still. He still hasn't got. It's round eighteen coming up. He still doesn't play the sixty five plus what he's capable of. Yeah. Like, he, he made a few good runs in the first 15-ish mm. when they scored. You know, before they scored, he play, he was okay. And then, as I said, he just he just disappeared off the face of the earth. But, but I mean, that's sorry. that's that's easy to say when you when they're going around you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I think with Merrin, I, Griffin feels like he has to get Merrin and Latu and RCG and Kikau and whoever. He's got to get them all minutes, I yeah. think. He looks at it that way. He looks at it as like, you know, a cast of thousands when yeah. really it should be, Merrin should be playing the most minutes of anyone by a fair way. Mm-hmm. And even if that means Tamo plays less or Latu plays less or Kickout plays less or whoever, those guys are all much better suited to being impact guys. If you've got a guy like Trent Merrin who can play those long minutes and give you sustained impact through those long minutes, he, that's that's the way he should be playing. Mm. He, he reminds me of a situation where you have a, a, a few shit players on your football team and you have to play them. <laughs> and I know they're not shit football players, but it feels like you've got the gap it, between Merrin and them. Yeah, he's yeah. trying to make them he's all trying, play. He's trying exactly to give them more, he's trying the right to give them more go. Trying yeah. to give them more go. You Just know, to but, see, you know, they might have a good game this week. They might yeah. be able to play out there on the edge. Although then again, he has. Or, he's just always just someone on the bench like Akuola who plays like four minutes. Yeah. That does happen as well, which is bizarre. Mm. But yeah, the, uh, South so as you said, dominant when they get on top and. Johnson got his five tries, which I'm sure I'm, I'm so glad old mate's not here. <laughs> <laughs> this, this part, we would we would still not be talking about like we would have started on this game and yeah. be where we are now. Whenever somebody gets four tries, the immediate thing I think is can they get to six? Yep, because no so one's gotten no, to, one's, got no to one's gotten to six since yeah. 1950. Oh, man, a, I was hanging out for I thought it was going to happen a couple of times. And they kept going well. left. Keep, well, yeah. And he came into What's the middle right at the end of the Hang him in front of Redfern Oval. Oh, so bad, my dude. What are you doing? Every try he scored was sticking on that left wing. I would have told him to get nicked and said, nah, bro, I'm staying on the left. Yeah. AJ wants his money. Like, But that didn't didn't get it because the trainer told him to come infield. They went left and there was no one there on the open wing. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. No, he's, the, just, he's just trying to get involved. Just wants yeah. more tries. <laughs> good, for, good for Penrith fans this week, though. They get to have another fan forum. Every time they lose by 40, it's... It's fan forum. Griffin has the full support of the board. What's more common when, the when Sharks win by 50 
they make posters or when Panthers lose by 40, they have meetings. Do they I have, was, I was, what's I, common? I, what did Maguire say? Winners have posters. <laughs> Losers <laughs> have meetings. Winners, yeah. winners get, I think that was it. Winners get DVDs. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the South's DVD next week. Should yeah, be good. Yeah. <laughs> this will not? be several features. There'll probably be a 30 for 30 about this game. I hope they have. I hope they have the full every episode of Southside Story. <laughs> South That's South what I want. Oh, story. Dear God. Um, do we do we want to discuss the news or do we want to talk about Origin? Let's do, let's do Origin. All right. So Origin is another thing. <laughs> so sick of talking <laughs> Origin. We'll give it five minutes. I know. Right? I know. Um, we have to talk about basically Ben Hunt coming from Reggie's to play for Queensland. Yeah. We won't do a full preview because we've got the episode we'll next, next week, week before the game. Yep. Uh, we'll just talk about the. Obviously, Ben Hunt's been put in, and I am so sick of this Cherry Evans-Ben Hunt thing already. So sick of it. It's, it's been, only been it, two yeah, days. It, like, he hasn't been picked, and three weeks ago, this was a story. But, I mean, okay, Cherry Evans is... Uh, there's not even a question he's the better halfback currently than Ben Hunt. He, was, he wasn't picked to play halfback. <laughs> like, why are we having this huge argument over who's the better halfback the whole mm. time when it was picked to play 14? That's it. Can you like 14? Well, it, does, most, it, it, does, it does sound like a lot of bother about a bench utility. It does. Yeah. I mean... In the end, it was it's a one game. It's one game. It's the least important position on the field for Queensland. The utility. It's a guy who's been picked there because he played hundred games in it on the off the bench. He can play hooker if he has to. He probably can't play outside backs, but they have got guys who can feel and he'll play in the halves if he has to. And he'll he can defend all right, and he's happy defending in the middle if he has to. Like what? But mm. whatever. I don't get it. I don't get why people I, are so mad. I, I'm really surprised how much public opinion has swung back to DCE, and I don't think there's ever been a player. Like, when he first came into the league, he was quite popular. Yep. And it was all great. It was, he was the young fellow on the Manly team, and they won the comp, and that's great. And then, a couple of years later, he had the, the backflip on the Titans. Mm. And his approval rating was quite low, <laughs> Dale Roots. Oh, well, it was, very, he was very in the negative. Approval team. rating and this politician speak. Very, yeah. very good link. Yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> and now it's shot up again. Now, every, now, a lot of people who were off him are back on him. I, I struggle to think of a player that's had such big fluctuations in sort of his for lack of a better word, approval rate. And, and yeah. it is odd to me because it's those same You're people... you <laughs> <laughs> It's those same people who were pissed off about him backflipping on the Titans that want him to play for Queensland. Well, okay. It, it's the thing, right? I actually want him to play for Queensland. Them. I want him to play for Queensland next year, right? Yeah. When we come with new fresh hearts. But God, I'm not going to lose sleep over a bench utility in game three of a series, whatever, who's going to play 20 minutes of the football game. I mean, come on. Are we really going to spend a banging on about? And people are like we've read some articles. People are saying that's the death knell of his Origin career. He's never playing Origin again for DCE. It's like, well, for one game, did it not make a lot more sense to in the starting lineup anyway to bring in Cam Munster to play with his club combination, mm-hmm. the Storm, who were the best team in the comp by some distance? Problem solved. Yeah. And they thought they could get more off Ben Hunt off the bench. There was that question answered. Uh, sorry, answered. Move on. Yeah, it's it's definitely a funny one. One thing that I if you if you haven't read the Andrew Webster yarn on Taylor Cherry Evans that dropped last week, I really encourage you to do so. Well, people seems, haven't read it; they just get mad. I, you should really read it. It might <laughs> it might be it's one of the best league yarns that's come out this year. And in it, Webster makes the point, um, quoting a player, quoting him anonymously, but he says that the problem isn't that DCE is a bad bloke, and the problem isn't that he speaks well or that he. Or, the, or you know the things he says or anything like that. It's that the players don't know if the way he speaks and the acts and the airs he sort of has are genuine, or if they're part of you know some sort of managed media managed personality. And that's something that I I can I can certainly understand where they're coming from. I'm not saying that, you know I don't know him at all, but from the way he appears in the media, 
it's easy to get that impression, that impression that he's very managed, that impression that, you know, that maybe what you're seeing on the surface isn't genuine. I don't know if that's true or not, because, you know, of course, I don't know him, but I can certainly understand how someone could get that impression. And people can construe what you said there with him not being one of the boys and they hate him because of how he speaks. And it's not the same thing. I I don't know how that could be true because Cooper Cronk is perhaps the most articulate footballer ever. And it's very clear that he's not, you know, a, you know, Let's hit, let's hit the cans and get into trouble. Like he's not like one of the boys' boys. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But it do, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. I don't think it matters because it's very clear that that's just who he is. You know, yeah. he's he seems a lot more authentic to me than than Cherry Evans does. I, I, do you think that's because Cronk has always been that way? That he's mm. always been very articulate, and people are linking this this DCE thing to not necessarily trying to sway public opinion, but he now looks more managed than before. That's 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 definitely very possible because I don't remember Cherry Evans being like this when he first came into the league. Yeah. Maybe he just wasn't as visible, and now he's a bit more of a visible star, especially since he signed that thirty-eight million dollar deal with Manly. <laughs> but that's yeah, but that, that's that's an interesting point. Mm. Uh, I think you, you raise a good point there as well. I actually, when I first heard him speak, I was impressed that he spoke clear. But because I've been through, and I know, I get it. Tony plays a backflip. I get it. It's not the backflip is why people no, don't like it. It's him. not the backflip. It's a it's the manner of it is yeah. part of it, but yeah. that's when I first started distrusting myself. And I'm not a football player, but that's it. I mean, in the end, so much I read into this for a guy I'm pretty certain is going to be the halfback in that game one next year. Yeah. yeah, I think the whole thing is that you know he didn't work well with JT. Whatever they didn't bring him back in with JT. If Coop, if Coops and JT goes, they'd have rocks in their head not to give the team to Cherry Evans next Absolutely. year. Absolutely, yeah. because he's by far and away the best number seven Queensland have left. And whilst there's numerous six options, there is no number seven with a kicking game like he has, mm. with a with a game of ball in hand like he has. Whatever there, there is, Ash Taylor who's a prospect who can't defend yet. You know and that's it. But DC is the most ready and out of anybody else. And I think he'll be the guy. He'll be given the keys next year. But, it's the current thing now that he's a guy, if he came into this team in game three, he needs the keys to the car and they don't want to give them to him. Oh, yeah, he's definitely that sort of player as well. He needs to be the dominant. Well, no, he doesn't need to be, but to be at his most effective, yep. he has to be the he dominant playmaker. Player player and that would, be hard, yep. that would be hard for him in this but, team, in this environment, in the, at the back end of a series. So I since think. 2006, of halves to play 80 minutes, there has been one half ever to touch the ball less than when DCE started that game in, in uh, 2014. And that one half was Greg Bird. That's I, only thought you were wow. us, I thought you were going to let us guess. No, but that's saying Greg Bird touched it 24 times when he played 5 that game, and he was just essentially playing another forward position. Did he win man of the match that game? I, I believe he did. Oh, my God. Wow. And Cherry Evans rugby, touched it. Rugby league. Cherry Evans touched it 25 times. When Cooper Cronk came back, I think he touched it 63 in that game, and that was just that was the role he was going to go into. And that's not I'm just saying, mm. like, he needs to be in control of the game to be effective. When he was not in control of that game with Queensland in that game too, he wasn't effective. And it's not his team. But next year it might be his team. And we're spending such a long time getting upset over a bench utility spot and over an article about how he speaks. It might not even be relevant in six months. We've already been talking about it for 10 we have. Yeah, I was going to say, I've it's just been too long. Up it's been too long. And, and well, this is what happens when the Blues pick the same team. We have no other crisis to talk about. <laughs> same team for the first time since 96. So picked all well, actually, it's going to change. I, I think it will too. Yeah, but, um, you who's, know, who's going in and out? I don't think Frizzell's going to play. I don't I think, think he, ja- he's I think not Jack DeBellin will come in. Yeah. And I know everyone's been making all the right noises about it. If I was betting on it, I would say Cordner's not going to play either. No, that's, neither. That's not me with any mail or anything like that. Don't 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 have construe you, that as anything like that. That's just seen, my gut. He's seen like an energy specialist or something. I did see that. Like yeah. a, yeah. a Zen energy and in, in, yeah. internal energy specialist. Oh, uh, Tor Ackman. <laughs> Tor Ackman. But yeah, I mean, you know, I think he'll get his shot next year and. 
you know, interesting to see Michael Morgan play in the centres most likely in Munster at the six, but it's probably what's the best chance of Queensland winning this football game. There's no other centre really putting their hand up for a call-up. Morgan played there all right. You don't think Brenko Lee's making a case? <laughs> no, well, I don't know if he's going to cut, but I mean... If Tautar Mogu is the guy who's performing the most out of him, O'Neill, and Branko Lee, whatever the next... Ricky Latelli is honestly probably the one they'd pick next if oh, it wasn't God, Michael Morgan. Look, I, so, I would not, not be around that. <laughs> oh, I would be I would be very far from it. <laughs> well, I like calling him Slick Rick. That's yeah, slick, <laughs> call it, saying Slick Rick the ruler when he does stuff, that's really fun. Yeah. But should that be enough to get, in, get him into origin? Maybe. No. Look, it's been, it's been enough for some New South Wales players in the last decade, so... They... Oh dear! Do we have any news? Do we have any? Not really. There's not really any news other than the Frizzell thing that we just talked about and the Cordner injury. Um, somebody else broke their jaw this week. <laughs> nothing. This. Nothing major. Yeah, so I broke their jaw. That's uh, Dean Farray. Dean Farray. That's who I thought it was. Tyrone Peachy back in the centres where he belongs. When Farray went off with that, it, it was very obviously broken. Yeah. Like the head clash right up the, under the right Jaden Braley one was awful. He wasn't letting go of his face. Yeah. That was not very pleasant to watch. Yeah. I, I hope I never break my jaw. Yeah, you know what? That might that be fact. a controversial take in some quarters, but I agree with you, Dale Roots. I hope you never break your jaw. I oh, know. We have one drop I forgot to play, and now I haven't hit the moment at all, but I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. <laughs> we're going off script. So we got off script. I've gone off script, and I've, I've actually got. So this th- isn't on the run sheet. So. <laughs> <laughs> This is actually from the future. Okay. okay. <laughs> this drop has come from. Okay. This has come from next Wednesday night. Games 18 all. Okay. This has come from next Wednesday night. This is. Here we go. Hoops on third with two down, and that brings up. Oh, God. I knew it was going to come down to me. I just knew it. Relax, dude. It's not just you. We're a team. And it all comes down to just one man. Oh, God. Listen to me, dude. If I could have one guy out there right now, one guy to be you. Unfortunately, that one man is... Mitchell Pierce. Oh, shit. Listen, pretend this is just another game. This Denslow Cup is, of course, the biggest game of the season. Oh, Christ. Will you turn that shit off? I'm so scared, man. Like, listen to me, little bitch. You either go out there and make that shot, or I'm going to shove your head so far up your fucking ass, you have to wear yourself as a hat. And in the dugout, Clemmer- giving his teammates some last-minute encouragement. Ah! Ah! Now go out there and make that shot! So that's from the future. Wow. Well, of course, <laughs> in the popular film Basketball 1998, Squeak Scolari makes the shot. <laughs> have, have you set your state up to fail? Maybe, but... Uh... That drops way too long to ever be properly deployed, but that might be the greatest thing you've ever done. That's very good. That's well, really funny. Well, yeah, it's for the future. <laughs> All righty. Do we want to predict the games for next week before we get into questions? Oh, yeah, about the uh, question yeah. time. Five minutes. Five-minute cap on this, though, because let's, get, let's face it, it's Origin Games and no one really cares. Yeah, yeah. Um, it should just be a split round. Yeah, I we've hate already got, We've got like more, a million questions and we've gone for too long. All righty. Friday night, Eastern Suburbs versus South at City Football Stadium. South. I'm tipping East, but I think South are in with a chance. This will be a lot more. This will be a lot more competitive than it would have been last week. So. Uh, East for me, but not by many. Uh, Penrith versus Manly Warringah at Penrith Stadium on Saturday afternoon. Uh, I'm going to say Manly win, and then DCE does an acoustic version of "Hit 'Em Up" directed at Kevin Walters at full time. <laughs> acoustic, very clearly spoken. No swear words. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he, DCE, DCE doesn't have bars, but you know he can strum out some. He can strum out some chords here and there. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, Melbourne versus Parramatta at Edwin Flackfield in Melbourne on Saturday night. I was going to take Baby Storm until I remembered Munsters yet. Now I'm going Parramatta. I really want to take the Storm still, but I'm just because I'm so impressed by what they do with it, even without the big guys. But yeah, Eels, Eels got nobody missing. And so I'm going to take 
Melbourne, but not by many. Uh, Canterbury Bankstown versus Newcastle at Belmore Sports Ground on Sunday afternoon football. Have you seen? Oh, crunchy text. <laughs> wow. Wow, Have I you love seen rugby this uh, Knights backline. Uh, no, I don't want to look at it. Nathan Ross, Chanel, Chanel's Mattel. back. Yeah, and Brandon Elliott, Joe Wardle, and Peter Matthews, yeah, Hodkinson and Feeney. Yeah, Ugh. I'm tipping Canterbury. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> you know, in 1908, when Newcastle played one season in the old Sydney Rugby League, two seasons, two yeah. seasons. Sorry, uh, should they just should this team just fold? Is that what we're <laughs> saying based on that backline alone? <laughs> I they got there, but yes. <laughs> No, I think the plan is to move them so slowly that there are tweed heads in like three years and no one even noticed. <laughs> what do we say about North North Sydney? North Sydney North, moving North, up North, North. <laughs> Newcastle. Newcastle Knights. Tweed uh, head Knights. <laughs> look, I look forward to the Gold Coast Derby, if that ever ever <laughs> Uh I'm going to take Canterbury by 35. Whoa. That's 35 points all year. Josh Reynolds grubbing on Have him. you seen the back line? We just read, we just <laughs> read you out. Seen, have you seen Canterbury? <laughs> you, make, you make a valid point. A yeah, valid, valid point. Wait till you see Josh King defending in the centre. Then <laughs> <laughs> you're going to see some shit. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. We're going to have me with questions. Alrighty. Okay. Hit me with your questions. Question time. First one comes from Trent Slats. Oh, God. Would you rather have an Anthony Griffin coach or NRL club or get a hand job from a wild chimpanzee? Jesus. What's the, what's the reply under <laughs> that? <laughs> Chimp. Um, someone asked for the chimp to coach. <laughs> Someone asked if the chimp was male or female Discriminating even with chimps apparently Terrible uh, <laughs> I'm going to leave that one through the keeper to be honest <laughs> Well people know my thoughts on Anthony Griffin and that's, that, I think, that <laughs> ends, I think <laughs> you've answered the question I think, I think you go no Fully well and completely You Campo? good? I'd have Anthony Griffin coach my football team Why? Because eventually you'd get sacked <laughs> the if, a ch- only- if a chimp pulls your dick off You're not getting it back <laughs> I forgot how hard they can pull. <laughs> I mean, why would I know? <laughs> um, Dominic Burke asks... Dangerous Dom Burke. First question, he asks, greatest late-season player? And I believe you've got an answer. <laughs> oh, yeah, we do. Me, me and Dom Burke are big fans of Kyle Felt. There was three years in a row where Kyle Felt only came into the Cowboys team around round 20. Yeah. And the third time that happened, they won the competition and he scored the try that sent it to extra time. So the correct answer is Kyle Felt. I assume you two have incorrect answers you would like to share with the class. <laughs> well, he didn't like playing the first like eight weeks of this season either. He's got no business for the early season. <laughs> Mate, late, late season specialist. You know, they talk, they have that bullshit about big game players. He's yeah. the biggest game player. So you think like in the NFL they've got gadget players. Is Kyle Felt, you're just signing for the last six Kyle rounds. Felt is the most gadget player in the NRL, <laughs> yeah. without a doubt. Just okay. have, him, have him kick off for the first 18 weeks. Yeah. And then bring him back in on the wing. <laughs> and then just watch the money roll in. Okay, and the next question. Worst mid-season recruit. So I don't know if he means all time, but I guess he does. But is there worst? Who's gone, just gone move clubs and just not turned up? It's got to be some of them. Actually not turned up? <laughs> I ran a tomato. I was gonna... a tomato. <laughs> is yeah. it too early to put Nate Miles on the list? Because I, 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 I actually think he's beyond even Bellamy's powers. Yeah, so do I. I think yeah, he great. plays this week and that might be it. He wasn't dominant in Q Cup on the weekend, so... Melbourne's nice. Tui Kamakamisa was all over him. The other, Who? The other Storm prop. That's a made-up person. It's not. He's on the bench no, this week. No, it's yeah, Tui Kamikami or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Tui Kamikami and Bintang Tui. Don't yeah. get him mixed up. <laughs> uh, his next question, best NRL player spotting in the wild. I saw. I once saw Brenko Lee at Railway Square trialing, trying and failing to catch a bus. How? In, how? 
How do okay. you how do you fail to catch a bus? Okay, no, so I can I can empathise with this. I moved to the city about three months ago, and there are a lot of buses, and they all go to different places. I don't know if you guys knew. <laughs> there there are. Mitchell, no, Mitch, Mitch knows about this. I told him how scared I was of catching the bus. Yeah. Anyway. So it's at Railway Square. There's a lot of stops and there's a lot of buses. And mm. our bus pulled up and Brenko Lee was there wearing Canterbury gear. I not Bulldogs. Not Bulldogs gear. Canterbury the brand. <laughs> I like to think he thinks them and the Bulldogs are the same thing, but whatever. <laughs> and he had, a phone, he had a phone in one hand and he did the old special. Look at your phone. Look at the bus schedule. Look at the bus. Look back to your phone. Back to the schedule. Back to the bus. He very clearly had no idea what was going it's on. It's just like him in defence. Yeah. Misreading the bus time. A, li- just a, like- little, a little bit, yeah. And I wanted to get off the bus and help him, but yeah. then the bus departed. It was exactly was the it. same when they get a sweet play at him. He looks at the fullback, looks at the winger. <laughs> looks, at the looks at his phone. I'll always go into bat for the for the Lee family, for Brenko and Edric. But yeah, um, like yeah, on that occasion, probably not his finest moment. Yeah. What about you two? I don't want to say more. <laughs> it's not it's damaging for the players. We're not going to say it. Oh, yeah, I'll yeah. allow that. I, say, I saw a former player in a bad spot in a casino once. That's all I'll say. Oof, Can you tell the Brett Stewart story? Oh, I've told that. I think oh, I've you have? That. That's my that. favourite one of yours. Uh, particularly, I I had, particularly how, while Brett Stewart was at this pub having a great time, you know, getting a bit rowdy, Justin Horro sat in the corner by himself. Yeah, okay, that, detail, that detail <laughs> always cracks me up. Yeah, so, okay, this is going to be five minutes, but whatever, you've got time, people. <laughs> what are you doing with your life? You're listening to this shit. Nothing <laughs> um, like valuing the listener. Yeah, so we're at, this is like, I'm like 22 at the time, so it's like five years ago now, mm. 22, 23. And we're going on. I'm going on a friend's law cruise. That they do every year. They oh, leave. They are great fun. Yes. And so the pre drinks and post drinks are at Cargo Bar, mm-hmm. the, the disgusting pub in the city, but anyway, on uh, on King Street. And we get there. If Cargo Bar would like to sponsor this podcast, get in touch. Yeah, we get there, and for the pre drinks, like half of the manly team are there. Yep. They're not the manly. They're all hanging out. And the theme was this is back when onesies were a thing too. Ugh. The worst thing. Was, everyone's in a onesie. I'm in some chipmunk onesie. Looks like I've got a vagina on my back. Which, whatever. That's what it looks Moving like. On. <laughs> we go to the we go to the, on the cruise. Have the cruise. Have a real good fun for five hours, whatever, and come back. And then we come back, and there's two manly players left. There's Brett Stewart being a menace, <laughs> and there's Justin Horro sitting in the corner of the table alone, <laughs> undoubtedly the Deso driver sitting oh. over there. But anyway. I go to the bathroom at some point, and the cargo bar bathrooms. Anyone knows that there's generally a queue to get through for the wimp, past the women's. You get into the men's, and all I'm doing is, you know, doing the usual. I'm in the business in a onesie though, doing at the trough. Mm. Onesie around my legs. In the bathroom comes Brett Stewart. Brett Stewart sees me from across this long bathroom at the trough and yells, "It's you!" <laughs> I go, "That's her too." He's like, "It's you." It's like, "It's not me. <laughs> it's you." Runs up, hugs me while I'm letting it go. I'm back in a piss. Big old hug, old, old Brett Stewart. And then it goes, it's not you. No, it's not me. And then, uh, yeah, Brett departs from the bathroom. I get myself sorted, but come back outside. And good old Brett Stewart, menace in, be- in between the 22-year-old girls, buying everybody drinks, having a great time. While mm. young Justin Horro sits in a corner waiting to drive him home. But... <laughs> Yeah, that was a. I think I've told that story in here about three times. Mm. I still love it, Dale. What you got? No, nothing like and that. As I get older, I forget more details <laughs> of what happened. I know Brett Stewart was a real menace among us after. I'm forgetting more details there, but I still remember him. The it's you. Mm. <laughs> no, it's not me. A man never forgets that. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. his voice would have been chilling. Oh God, it's, I'm it's, surprised you don't have flashbacks when you go to the bathroom here. <laughs> Like, I'm surprised there's I, not a lock on the door. Yeah. I'll creep up behind him sometimes. Yeah, he gets, he gets, behind, the, he gets yeah. behind the door. It's you. It's you. It's you. Okay, anyway, next question. 
at Jake underscore H underscore 87, who are some of the great Twitter followers in the world of rugby league? And he's mentioned a couple of good. Who's he got? Who's he got good ones? Uh, no, and an NBA account. You don't find follow worldwide. Wob, he's great. Mm. And then NFL one, I don't know. Anyone? Any uh, really good followers he's missing out on? I'm sure he's on, on us. And then you know some other good. We you know the good he's guys. got us. That's, yeah, Simpsons NRL. Yeah. He's obviously there. Simpsons NRL is a winner. He's um, good. The only player probably worth following. Or the only two are Pete and Connie. And that's yep. the only two I follow. Yeah. Um, I'm a boring NRL guy. People love people love that boring. Yeah, he stayed in character for like six years. He has um, former legend. Form yeah, no, nah. nah, former legend off, on there. Good. Nah, he he's someone. He still got his moves. I, I don't follow. I, if he does something good, I get, he I gets get retweeted onto yeah, my yeah. timeline. Underrated one, fake Dave Smith. Yep, fake, very good. Fake Dave Smith's a beauty. He, it's it's a shame that that parody is sort of now uh, a little bit out of date. Mm. Yeah. But fake Dave's funny. Fake Dave's got jokes. All he does is talk to Sharky Dave now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and um, my man Chris Chard. Very good. Uh, Vic underscore Arius. He, and, uh, he's he's a hilarious bastard. And he has it in his own Twitter description, but at Budu Inya, so B-U-D-U-I-N-Y-A, mm. underrated tweeter. Yeah, The good Mitch gear. Orbison of Twitter. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Runs a great line. <laughs> Give him a follow. Uh, Matt Coleman asks, how good was Horn Dogs? Horn Dogs was fantastic. Mm. I actually had the fight uh, 115 to 113 to Pacquiao. I can certainly understand how someone could go 115-113 to Horn. Don't listen to those narky Americans. It was, a, it was not a clear-cut decision either way. It was oh, but fantastic. He fell, but he fell down. The, oh, he, he didn't fall down. That's the point. But the judges like, were Australian. <laughs> None of the judges were. One of them was Argentinian. But look at the photos. But and he looks like he lost the He fight. got that's punched. Like, that's how boxing works, isn't it? So after the game, you take a photo of both of them. If you look like you lost, you lost. It was, it was a great fight. <laughs> Even if Horn had lost, it would have been a great yeah. fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I am really, really glad that I was able to go up there and watch it. Um, yeah, it, it, and it's something I, I really want Australian boxing to be sort of have a mainstream relevance again outside of Anthony Mundine. Mm. And I thought it might be able to happen with Daniel Gill, but then it didn't really take off beyond the context of Mundine. But with Horn, there's a real chance because, you know, maybe there are one or two really, really big fights in his future where he's yeah. going to be fighting legitimate world title holders in legitimate fights in big-time fights in America. And because this fight was on ESPN in America, now a lot of Americans know who he is as well. Mm. Well, yeah, the American, the smart boxing analysts come back around. The initial a- a- analysis was all smashing him. Yeah. And I noticed the last now day, everyone's like, no, Horn won that fight. Well, it's it, it, it's, <laughs> you know? it's it's or, a it's a misnomer to say that either one of them won it clearly. No, like it's a it, it's a coin flip. There are some really people is. who said, "Oh, I think Pacquiao won," but I get why Horn won. Yeah, that, well, that, that might that's, be the right that's, thing. That's where I'm at, you know. Yeah. Okay, next question at Mick the Perm: Is he a shit fan for wanting Penrith to not make the finals in the hope that it's the final nail in the coffin for Griffin, considering their soft draw? Yes. You should mm-hmm. always you should always want your team to make the finals. Talk to talk to someone talk to someone like a para fan. They haven't seen the team make the finals in eight years. Talk to someone like a Knights fan. Imagine what it would mean to the Knights if they made the finals. Yeah. I understand where he's coming from because he wants change at the club and they should make the finals this year based on the roster and the draw. But you should always want your mob to make the finals. Yeah, yeah. I had these similar feelings back in was it twenty fourteen when Ben Hunt lifted us into the finals and we just nipped our way in there with Griffin. And let me tell you, I was still happy when we, yeah. we finished. Even though I wanted him out of our club, I was still happy we we nipped our way in because yeah. we were in a club that was on the side. Making of the, the finals is nice. It is. It's mm. just nice playing, well, I mean, watching those finals games where the stakes are higher and every, the whole rugby league world kind of stops to what to watch your team play. That that's just that's just yeah, cool. It's, nice. it's just a cool feeling. And all the memes when you use the grand final, it's so fun. Or a prelim. <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. Uh, our next one from Mick the Perm again. 
what would the, be the best structure for the competition look if you were starting from the beginning and how many teams and where? That's a very expansive question. It is. Yeah. But I, I would own, I would not have more than five or six teams in Sydney. I would have I think six might might do me. So yeah. what we're gonna cover the city. Yeah. So Norths, Souths, Easts, West, you'd have yep. one team for Parramatta and, and Penrith. Yeah, and then and then you'd have that team that sort of um more well, southern yeah. part of Penrith yeah. would yeah. bite over to sort of Campbelltown yeah. and that region and yeah. then that, that, oh, that you, might do, yeah. yeah. Or you might, that, you still six. might, yeah. Six, or is there a way to still get the South Coast isn't in that? Yeah, that's true. Maybe you have one that's, oh yeah. Maybe you have one that's, um, you give sort of a little bit of South, that South Southern Sydney team, a little bit of Cronulla, and then yeah. instead of having that Campbelltown team cut into Penrith, you have it cut into the South Coast because yeah. that's not a, that's not a long drive at all. Mm. Yeah, quite a scenic drive and down then, Mount Usley. It is nice. We don't. So you have your, your Townsville team, obviously. You have you still have. You know, eight. I, I actually think if a, t- if a competition started up today, there mm. wouldn't be a team in Townsville, and there wouldn't be a team in Canberra. Yeah, no, they wouldn't. They I, wouldn't. I, they should, but they wouldn't. They wouldn't. But this is our comp. Oh, it's our <laughs> so many uh, possibilities. Yeah. Camden has a team. Camden has three teams. <laughs> um, Local derbies at Kirkham Oval every week. We'll sell them out. And I wouldn't have the Gold Coast. I would have a South Queensland team again. Just do it. Would it. you call them the Crushers? I'd like to. I'd, I'd have a. I'd have a new car. I think you have to have a Newcastle, Newcastle team. Yeah, it's um, a big enough population. Brisbane and then enough. Ipswich, not two Brisbane teams. Brisbane and Ipswich, even though Ipswich is right in Brisbane, yep. and not then, the same thing. And I haven't been counting how many teams we have, but then I think you need Melbourne. I think you need a New Zealand team, and I think you need Perth. And I think yeah. that takes us to about. I'm guessing that takes us to about 16, 17, no, I think that's 18 less. teams. I think we haven't got. I think that's fourteen. I think we only. I think we took three out of Sydney and only added two other teams. That's okay. Oh, no, I had three, no, we added three other teams actually. I don't know, but that's about it really. That's why blueprint and. That's our sloppy, poorly, <laughs> yeah, and then that is poorly that assembled addition, blueprint. My one other additional team would either be Wellington in New Zealand, have two New Zealand teams because it yeah. brings talent into the, into the NRL quite yep. well, bringing t- players to New Zealand and the Islander guys in. Or if you just want to stump up an area and hope the region grows, just throw it in Adelaide and hope. Yeah. But we've already kind of did that. I think Perth's the better, the better option in that regard. No, no, of, of, no. of the non-traditional rugby league markets, yeah. Perth is the best. Yeah, yeah especially they'll, they'll lose the four soon and then, you know, yeah. they, they'll be... They'll be there's only one code there. Though, actually, no. Sorry, there's two codes. There's only mm. A-League and AFL there, but there's room for, and, and, for more. And as you say, if there's only the A-League, they're, they're the only ones using that ground. Yeah. It's only 12 games a year. You may as well use it for your team. Yeah, exactly right. Um, and then, yeah, that's how we structure it. And I'd have less games. Not many less, but about 20, 22 games. Figure split, something out. Split rounds. Split rounds, yeah. Yep. Origin over the, over the middle. I hate bye weeks. Josh Robbo's back. Six questions. Holy Christ. shit. We could here be we here go. for a while. I do. You know what I love about Josh is that the man can get knocked down and come right back up. This <laughs> he's is resilient. Guy, this is a guy that recovers from his error as well. He's resilient. I'll <laughs> give the I'll give the boy that. Yeah. To be fair, his errors are in the twenties. He is the Jonathan Thurston of shit tweeting. Wow! 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 High praise. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't you more say he's the Mitchell Pierce of shit tweeting because no, no. he keeps getting smashed and coming back for more? No, no. But he's just a competitor. Oh, he's right so, good at, he's so okay, good at shit tweeting. So good at shit tweeting. Okay, he I'll fights feel, yeah. right through. He comes back with it again next you. week. I All love right. it. I All love right. Josh. Hit me with him. He's um, fantastic. So, are we moving games to the country regions? <laughs> first question. It, it, might, it might try and bury it. I feel now. It's in six. <laughs> bury the lead in there somewhere. Uh, first question. Is the Panthers' attitude when they have something go against them the fault of the players or the <laughs> surprisingly not the rest the fault of the players or the morals set down from orders of coaching staff? Well, it's 
So this is a, the lack of resilience. This is a cop out answer. It's both. Yeah, it is. It's both. The resilience of the players feeds off the mentality of the coach, mm, yeah. and a lot of the time, the mentality of the coach and the systems he's puts down are informed by what the players have at their disposal. Yeah. So this is an absolute fence sitting answer, but it's both. Yeah. Mm. Uh, could the NRL could an NRL style FFA Cup work using teams from the bush, ISP, Ron Massey Cup clubs, etc.? So it's all tears. It, it did work. Yeah, it did. It did work with the Amco Cup. I don't think it can work now because you'd end up having teams play against their own feeder clubs. Yeah. I, no I, w- I would that. think that if you were going to do that, you would just stop first grade teams playing and you would just have cup teams and Q Cup teams. Yeah, but then who'd go watch? Newtown fans. Yeah, but at the same time, yeah, a, yeah, lot so of, yeah. a lot of these footy players are part-time as well. We're yeah, going to play true. these games on a Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday night, which is a training it's, night. Yeah, it's like... These knockout competitions always sound great in theory, but then executing them is much more difficult. And, and the reason yeah. that the FFA Cup works is because those players are part-time. Yeah. So And they're not travelling from Canberra to Ipswich or Perth or every week. People still don't care about FFA Cup still. No, which is why they get, they're going to get 300 at fucking Blacktown next week. Yeah, and like the Challenge Cup in England, there's a much sort of um, set down league-to-league structure. Yeah. And there's also like cups for English culture. Yeah, mm. exactly. Uh, so, next, next question. Do you believe... Oh, here we go. Do you believe that games with Bernie Sutton in the bunker are less likely to have penalty trial calls made <laughs> than games with Luke Patton and Jarek Maxwell who have both given one pass two seasons? Hang on, so it's it's <laughs> it's a singular ref's fault. It's not all the refs. Can I take this question? Go yeah, for who it. Who fucking cares? <laughs> Thank you, good answer. Thanks. For outside of the Warriors in Canberra, which team would you not back in tight games? Knights. Definitely your lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Knights and the Panthers, they're the yeah. two obvious ones. Wests. West yeah. have some okay wins in tight. They just can't stay in games. Is that yeah. some okay? Canberra, in Canberra have wins in tight games as well. They just haven't had them this year. Yeah, yeah they, had, they had plenty last year. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I would not back the the Knights as far as you could throw them. No way. In be yeah, Penrith and the police. Uh, next one. Who is the best guest appearance of all time on any show? Any show, not on our show. Whoa, it's show as well. Is yeah, it podcasts it, or television shows or yeah. Well, my favourite wow. guest on any podcast, any time Bill Burr goes on someone else's podcast and totally derails <laughs> it, goes on an angry rant, ruins whatever they're talking about, it's fantastic. I love Bill Burr. Guest appearance on any TV show? Hmm. There's Th- so this many. Is, this is probably too, it, too big a question. I, yeah. I, I'm drawing a blank. There's, I'm just drawing a blank. I can't think There's about so this sort of stuff There's so many brilliant ones on Seinfeld, you know, the, the little bit parts, but the whole show's about bit part yeah. characters. Yeah, you need to nail it down, mate. If you narrow that question down next week, we'll answer it properly. Mm. Number six, why does Campo not have a more regular spot on the pod and why is it Henry Perinara's fault? <laughs> I threw that. <laughs> uh, um, well, part of it is, you know, it's it's not my pod. It's Mitch's, Dale's and, and, and Bungard's. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to horn in and take one of their spots because mm. it's their project that they've been doing yeah. long before any of them met me. Um, the other part is, it's I think it's it's important for me at least to not have my life become about footy 100% of the time. Yep. It's important to have that time away from it if it is part of your job because I don't ever want to get burnt out on it. I don't ever want to get sick of it. I want to always love footy because if I always love footy, then I'll always love my it, job. It's always good to go out and see Campo reading a book on the back porch instead of watching all the tries, when we, <laughs> like when we finish. Well, I think people don't realise, like, again, I do this, I do 
Broncos Weekly and I work in footy and it, it's, it, it is actually an overload. Yeah. Yeah, it, I do too much. But it, I, it's fine. It's fine if I come on, you know, yeah. once every couple of months or whatever and just, mm. you know, yarn it up with the boys. But I, I, I honestly don't think I could do it every week. No. But yeah, I'm committed to it and that's why I do it every week. But if I was, I would not start a podcast now. Yeah. Like, like when I w- I'm working in it now. But, yeah. Um, and also, me and you talk footy almost every single night. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the points that me or Mitch has brought up tonight we've are ones that we've them. already said to each other over yeah. the last couple of days. We yeah. talk footy a, a real lot, a yeah. whole lot, as you can imagine. Mm. Yeah. You know, and yeah, and I, I, mean, don't, I don't know. If, if I was to have a podcast, I'd just tape mine and Mitch's conversations and throw them up there, and then we'd both get kicked off yeah. Twitter for you know takes that are too hot for the <laughs> social media platform. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Mick the perm. Okay, I'm not going to answer it. Those, those were five good questions from Josh Robert. The friendly trial one was shit, but the other five were good. Well in Maybe the he's better than the Thurston of shit tweeting. <laughs> 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 they were good. Um, oh, this is a good one. Ando4285. Should, should we start a Kickstarter for Robbo to do the ref scores? To do his ref scores? You know what? I don't think that's a bad idea. I want to. I would love to. I would a- love to do it. Even if it's just watch, like, probably watch a game, write down all your decisions, compare them to a pro. Or we'll take, or somebody my, we'll take my big league down and score him. <laughs> How many reason. errors? Errors. Yeah. In no, look, if he doesn't want to do it, fine. But I would love to, like, man, it would be great. He should do it himself and just, I'd love to watch a video, cut highlights of Josh Robbo refereeing. Brilliance. Because he, from what I can tell, he knows all the rules. <laughs> Next question. Hold on. Shunter86. What's the furthest you've gotten into doing something before anyone realised that you didn't know what the fuck you were doing? This podcast. Yeah, I was, that's exactly what I was going to say. And in brackets, shout out to Hook. <laughs> <laughs> there, uh, I guess there were times at uni I'd be doing an essay, I'd get 3,000 words in and realise I don't know what the fuck I am talking about. <laughs> yeah. But I'm too committed. I yeah. can't back out now. I'm already just, in. Just ask my girl, ex-girlfriend. <laughs> hey, didn't you say too far in? Oh, yeah. Dale yeah, no, this is the, Oh, yeah, you're sorry. <laughs> Too far in. Yeah. Dale Root, he's got he's, heaps of jokes. Oh, this bloke's got joke, yeah, yeah, jokes yeah, for days. Chunder uh, again, is the fence getting fixed soon or will Campo suffer more and more labless nights? The fence is getting fixed soon. My dog Clive will soon come here and Ooh. become the preeminent dog of Castle Day Bell. Oh, shit. Yeah, I made the call. Dog I made the call. Coming. That's on our dog podcast. Dog heat. Dog heat. <laughs> dog heat, it's called. Mitch and Campo on heat. Right. <laughs> he is Pickles is the most popular man in this household, as you know. So, oh, by miles? Are you kidding? It's ridiculous. We might to fix the balance, maybe. If Pickles, sorry, Clyde takes some of it away. Mm. Next one from Cusson ninety one. Andy Cusson says, after Doyle's buffalo chicken wings, TM, being the goat, what are your favourite recipes? What wow. do y'all cook the most, Dale? Uh, I make a really, really good Thai red curry soup. Oh. Had me at red from, curry, but the soup as well. From scratch, and I'm making Thai soup with chicken meatballs tomorrow for dinner. Sounds great. Mm, it's what pretty, are we coming over? Pretty damn good. I'm only okay in the kitchen. Um, I'm better on the barbecue, but mm. I can I can do some stuff with Mexican. You got oh, some Mexican. Yeah. I got some Mexican bad. moves. Yeah, that's I know. Good. I know that's not you know as impressive as Dale's culinary creations, but oh, it's on, it's man. all I got really. Yeah, but you are uh, you do throw in a real a real good chili sauce. You got a couple of tricks mm. there that people wouldn't mm. pick. Yeah, different blended chilies that makes a nice spice, which is good. Um, I've got a few. My most recent one I'm, I'm getting into at the moment is I want to call it the fancy name because this is a podcast, a potato dauphinoise. Oh, with a with a scotch fillet and oh. some broccolini, and that's a real basic meal. But man, that's a real Doyle treat on a Friday night. Mm. If the Broncos are on, I'm feeling like I'm feeling good. 
You put the potatoes had ca- on. Had a couple of wines. <laughs> you put the potatoes on at kickoff. Yep. And then right at right at the end, right at half time, I go in there, go in there, throw the steak in the oven, and it, by the time it's cooked and rested, and the second half starts. I'm eating. Very it's fantastic. Good. Very good. That's that's a Friday night treat. Uh, next one. I'm at seven. Can you rest fault a forty-two to fourteen loss? <laughs> no. You can try. And uh, another one from him. Who is the most unlucky person miss out an origin, and why was it Ricky Patelli? <laughs> Close. <laughs> I, I did like. I think it was your take a few weeks ago that Origin is not picking a fantasy team. Yeah, that's it. Combinations matter. You yeah. know, it's it's not just about talent. Yeah, I'd rather have a player do his job and yeah. do it well in a group than than be the best player. Combinations matter. Complementing each other matters. Chemistry matters. Off field mm. chemistry. That's something that people very rarely take into account. You know, staying at the star matters. <laughs> yeah. Does it ever? When you st- when you have a remote camp and you've ordered forty seven cases of beer, you can't have Jelly Cherry Evans ordering one case of wine. That's true. Okay, well, the problem is the, pro- the problem is that DCA orders long necks. <laughs> God damn it, Dale Roots. <laughs> He's got jokes. Yeah, so next one from Ando again. For Campo, how does he feel about the fake Bungard blunting a free ride to <laughs> Vegas? <laughs> okay, next question. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm I'm happy for, I'm happy for him. I'm happy fake for him. Campo it's a great, it, mate. It's a it's a it's a good gig. It's a good gig yeah. for anyone to get. At Pete Fulch. And if you read through his DCA, like, lice. <laughs> what's Kev I really say? Oh, yeah. This know, is just, a very... This is just a... really happy for Matt to get that opportunity. I wish I could have gotten it. Yeah. But, you know. It's a spot next year, you know. It's a spot next year, and that, that's what I'm focused yeah. on right now. At Pete Fulcher, uh, top five wingers in the NRL. Ah, I was thinking about this a lot you today were? at Nick work. Nick Cottridge. Yes, he is all five. <laughs> okay. In in whatever in whatever order, um, Brett Morris, Matt Singh, Nathan Blacklock, Manu Vatavai, and then I couldn't really think of a fifth. So one. history you've gone with? I think he's going modern, but oh history. well, modern modern's ninety eight. No, present, I thought he was talking about this year. Oh, this year they couldn't That's be talking boring. about this year. Who's the best one? I think he might like, be because people are arguing with that dumb Mansell Rapana stuff, but. Well, oh, well, well Rapana can jump. Rapana's better than Mansell. What? Don't at me. He just is. Oh, I agree. Well, at, at the moment and overall, in my opinion. Yeah, Mansell can never Rapana, jump, and now he can't here's even Here's a take, so. man. If Rapana has another season this year, next year, like he has this year and the year before, then he's taken my fifth spot. Yeah. Wow. Which I think, I, I think so, that's So fair currently enough. you have Blacklock, Morris. Is there an order? No, no, oh, no. This, I haven't really thought about yeah. the order, but yeah. the players are Nathan Blacklock, Brett yeah. Morris, Matt Singh, Matt Singh and Manu Vatavay. They're my four. And it's NRL era, so it's from 98. Yeah, maybe one. that fifth spot's, um, I know it sounds funny now, Akili Uate. He won Dalian Winger of the Year three years in a row, yep. and he deserved yep. it all three years. Didn't, so, he, didn't he score like 75 tries in those three years? Yeah, he did. He, he, had a, he had a brilliant three-year stretch, and he had a couple of good years before that, mm. one or two good ones after that, another good one this year. He might be my fifth guy. What about, what about Dell? Dell probably not. I don't think not he, enough. I don't. Years. I don't think there was enough years. Um, Blacklock, Blacklock would be the comparison, but Blacklock's years were sensational. Blacklock scored twenty-seven tries in I think two thousand and one, which is something Dell never matched. Dell had what ninety-eight, ninety-nine, two thousand, and two thousand and one, mm. and then his years with the Dragons. That's not enough. They were just, yeah. they were Black, fun years of Dragons. Years, yeah, so. old boy, they were fun. Old boy, were they? Oh, yeah, old yeah, man, yeah. old man, Dell. They were fun. But, but I like, I, I'd I like, say that Blacklock's yeah. Blacklock's. Mm. Brief period was better than was enough to get in, and it was better than Dell's brief period. Yeah. Uh, okay. So next question, based on Gus's take, what was the biggest game in history? I thought about this one for mm. ages. I actually can't come up with an answer. The best answer I have is probably the 08 World Cup final that New Zealand won, because I feel like that gave the game a jump start in New Zealand that we're seeing now with some of the talent coming through. 
But even then, I'm sure there's bigger ones. I just can't quite think of what they might be. The 97 Super League Grand Final, I believe, is the is the correct answer. Well, when your when your mob won a fake news Grand Final against the Sharks, yes. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I don't know the answer either. Really, it's a really good question. It's a great question. There, there is certainly games that define an era, and you know that 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 Storm Manly rivalry was a great one. I feel like the Tigers Grand Final, will, even though it, it's it's an outlier in terms of performance, is mm. always going to define the OO's period of rugby league. Yeah, I think yeah. that's true. I th- maybe maybe the biggest games ever, if, if you were going way way back, like mm. at those first internationals that they played in 1907, where it showed that you know rugby league really did have a future, not just as an offshoot of, of rugby union mm. yeah. in this country, but as a as a genuine sport on its own it's probably one of those ones which isn't a sexy answer yeah. but mm. well, I was the first well, origin would that also be my, mine, my answer was going to be the first yeah, origin that's series another good, mm. that, or oh, maybe so even not, just the first origin game well my answer is, is because the the first series was when it stopped being an exhibition match for one of a word and started becoming serious as opposed to just a one-off every year. Yeah, that's true. That's, yeah. that's and now it is the peak of... I mean, I hate that, but it is the peak of rugby That's league. probably, that's that's probably the best answer, yeah. I think. First okay. origin. <laughs> next question from me, and this is another fantastic question, Pete, on fire this week. You can axe two teams. Who joined South in the XR? <laughs> if you were looking mm. at it from a purely analytical standpoint and you're not worried about history and you're not worried about who you're pissing off and you're not worried about I know what your financial position, you are only worried about what teams can contribute to the league, you're getting rid of the Roosters and you're getting rid of the Sharks. Mm-hmm. Because both those areas can be swallowed up by other teams. And they came from other teams. Yeah. So I'm not saying that... I, I would never want to have my team cut out and I don't think I don't think the NRL has to get rid of any teams. I but wish they would be nobody. my answers. I no, wish I had nobody, man. Like yeah. uh, we spoke about this the other night, but the the Broncos are a part of who I am. I don't give a fuck that it's not my football club. Yeah, yeah. but I've identified with them for twenty years, and I spent almost thirty weeks of my year thinking about the Broncos, talking about the Broncos for twenty years. I wish I had upon nobody. Yeah, yeah. I hope uh, no the, one's the, class to move. The, the only one, the only other team that I think could come into those considerations is the Titans. But I think mm. if they were better, if they had been run better for longer, they could offer a lot more to the competition than yeah. they do. Yeah. Uh, and his next one: if your club had to merge with another club. Disregarding location, which team was the best fit for the merge? Well, that doesn't make any sense if you disregard location. What's the best fit? What the players I want well, the I mean, most? West, but also like Wests and Balmain weren't the best. No, fit. no, no, that didn't make any sense. That was desperation. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, before that, it was going to be Newtown and Campbelltown, which also doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, for us, I'll just take the Cowboys and be a full Queensland team. I can't even think of who Canberra's would be. I think the team that most resembles Canberra in mentality in terms of the fan base and the relationship to the city, is Newcastle. Yeah. Mm. But they're, but, they're com- completely... But e- even yeah. then, it's different dynamics. You know what I mean? Mm. Different location. Oh, man. How committed those fans would be, though? Oh, well, I, I <laughs> guess... <laughs> I guess <laughs> those those Newcastle not- fans would drive to Canberra. Yeah. Oh, those Knights fans are the best. And then there's those absolute legends of Raiders fans mm. that went on Friday night when it was cold as buggery to watch a team that is really struggling at the moment. I think they got a crowd over 10,000. That, was, was, a, that was a superb It was effort. minus nine on yeah. Saturday. It was nice, oh, nice to see purpose-built beards too. So often the hipster <laughs> beard in the NOS, but those are purpose-built. That built. was a functional beard. That yeah. was. Uh, next one from Manny P 25 What will Matt Bungard stop talking about first? His hair or Alex Johnson's five tries? Well, I mean, Matt, Alex Johnson's five tries are there forever. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, here's one, here's one. What is retreating faster? <laughs> Bungard's hairline or Penrith fans who are in on Anthony Griffin? Alex Johnson in that tackle. <laughs> I would miss Barnett <laughs> three back at the end goal. The face. The face. Anyway. Okay. 
Uh, was Bungard relegated because you didn't want to do the South Gain review for five hours? Yes. Thank you, Matty. Next one, Nick the Perm. Do you think we should encourage NRL teams to send games to regional areas? Next question, Don, <laughs> Don Bloody Miller. He says, heard some pundits say Origin should be played after the season in October. Do you think it would work being played then? That is... That's right up there with one of the worst takes I've ever heard. <laughs> I, I don't like it at all. End of the year is when you play test footy. Yeah. yeah. You know? And it's a reward for the, a season of, of toil, for one yeah, of the words. Yeah, exactly. Origin where it's belonged just shouldn't derail the yeah. season like yeah. my, my issue is, as I've said, the, the way that Origin is structured at the moment, you've got to have a split round. You can't have... And, and players, in my opinion, I was thinking about this through the week, players that play Origin shouldn't be eligible to play in the games afterwards because they can't play in the games before it. So if you have a split round, you have four games on one week, four games on the other week, all those players get a rest in the first week, all those players get a rest in the second week. You get less injuries, there's less games I know in the season, but yeah. I think it would be more even than having than having those origin players. Like if you have a team, a, a team who plays on both weeks, they get to play against a weak team one week and a, and a strong team the next week, everybody gets to play against the same strength teams. That's just my take. Yeah, I am pro. I don't know if I'm pro your idea. I have to think about it more. I've thought about enough of your ideas of making players force rest after Origin, but uh, definitely pro. Just take a break, play the you know split rounds, play mm. the games, get it done in a month. And, and why do you have to have four games on one week and then eight games on the next week? Just have four and four, and and that does a way of buys. But we should just uh, get it done as quick as possible, yeah. rather than making it take over nine weeks of our season. Mm. Okay, oh, now lost the next question. This is good from me. Like the fact that we spoke about Origin for thirty minutes when we said we were going to speak about it for five, and it's That's two weeks. That's just we- putting me camp in front of a microphone. No, I know, I know, <laughs> but it, it happens every week, and it's it's two weeks away. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next, Michael Darren seventy nine's back with his questions. First one: Here he is. Which players have posted in for a club game to save themselves or Origin? So that G- this year, G- or the Inglis, time? Jay Hayne. Yeah, They've both, both done it to varying degrees G. over Inglis their careers. several times. And yeah. people like to bash Gallon for posting... He doesn't post it in for Origin. He got fit for Origin. It's a bit different mm. to a guys who took games off, but Hayne and Inglis love saving the body. Yeah, and Gag- I think Gagai's gotten to that level <laughs> He's, sa- he's been well. saving himself for three seasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has. Um, are there any sports you take an interest in now that you didn't follow in your youth? I, I don't I don't think mm. so. Every sport I follow now, I've followed since I was about 12, 13 years old. I think the last one that I jumped onto in terms of following week to week was the NBA. And even then, I would have been maybe 15 or 16. I actually think it's quite hard. It would be hard for me to get into a new yeah. sport at this stage. Like, I can't, I can't really get into following soccer. I can't really get into following AFL despite trying I've to tried several AFL times. Mm. You know, I just, I just, it. It's just not for me. What about you, Dale? Well, AFL is the thing that I watch most that I didn't watch when I was a kid. But growing up in Canberra, you're on the Barassi line, so yeah. there was always AFL there. And our team had a re- our, our school had a really good um, AFL team, and AFL has always been in Canberra, so I watched it a lot, but never as much as I do now. Um, I never knew about it as much as I do now. I never watched AFL growing up, and I actually tried to make it stick when I was. 18, 19, 20. Mm. And every year I'd, I'd, I'd try and give it a go for the first five rounds and it never stuck. And then after that, I just realized it wasn't for me and it, I just don't connect with it. No, like, well, this, I, is, this isn't a Code Wars declaration no, no, or anything like that. Like, that's okay. I, like, try, I gave it a shot. Yeah, so yeah. did I. Like some sports, some sports just start for some people. Mm. But you're right. I follow, you know, NRL's my top sport and I follow NFL, football and NBA. And I followed all those at least since I was 12. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that, that, they've stuck with me. And the last question he's asked: Have you ever walked out of a movie? If so, which movie? Never. 
I got to get my money's worth. So even if it's I'm trash. too much of a movie fan and a tight ass to walk out. <laughs> I, went I think it's saw, more of the second than all. I yeah, went and saw yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean five the other week, How and, was it? and I'm not walking out of that. I'm not walking out of anything. Mm. Dar Roots, it was not good. I yeah. yeah, our housemate loved it. Our third, the third, the unseen housemate, Dougal Ross, he I'm, loved it. I'm sorry that you have to live with him. <laughs> <laughs> I hear he's a lovely gent. Have you walked out any Dale? Uh, Alien versus Predator. Mm. It sucked. Yeah, and I left. <laughs> that's, so, that's so liberating to be able to do that at a movie. I, I, I legit couldn't. It, do it was like a Tuesday. What if it gets good? That's what I always. <laughs> I gave it an hour. Yeah. <laughs> what? If it, what? If it picks up. What are the last twenties? Just something fabulous. <laughs> it's like being mm. a Penrith fan, is it? <laughs> 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 okay. Next one. Eddie NZ. Each club goes into a random draw to pick a rep player. They can pick either a forward or a back. So you can't pick a half. I'm guessing then. Which club does each? So, which player does each club choose? So, let's just go through. Oh, so, uh, so, when you say rep player, are we just saying origin, or are we saying tests as well? Let's go. Do we want to well, just? Let's. Let, why don't we just go origin in New Zealand? Yeah, origin yeah. New Zealand. Yeah. Okay, there we go. So, we'll go from the bottom of the ladder, and we're not picking halves. I don't feel like the question forward and back. Yep. I think you would have said forward or back if you meant halves included. Yep. Okay, so we go from the Knights forward. Jason Tamalolo. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's an easy one, isn't yep. it? He's, he's he's the first big for anyone. Yeah, he is. Yeah, uh, Tigers. Now, so in this scenario, do they have Madalena on Packer? I guess we dream up they do. If someone else doesn't take him. Yeah, uh, I would. I would guess so. Do they just pick? Do they just pick Teddy back? <laughs> do, do they just Go bring him down. back? They might. They might bring Teddy back. Well, if it wasn't Teddy. I thought they'd bring Tapao back. So someone's coming back. Yeah, it's yeah. Teddy, a former Tiger. Yeah, uh, the Titans. I think mm. they would take another middle happily because they've been looking for one. Because they've got other places, so they might like take for feeder and play Wallace at lock. Would they take RTS? Well, they've got Hayne for another year, don't they? Yeah, but they can get rid of him. Though. I don't think. I don't think they can anyone... get rid of him. Well, I'm telling you now, no one else is picking Hayne. That's true. <laughs> so, what do they take, Boyd? Do they take Darius? They could take Darius. For yeah, us. Hmm? I'm filthy about that. Yeah, you are. You're not happy. <laughs> not happy. He's giving me a look. Uh, okay. It's a, logi- it's so a good logistical choice Doesn't have to move Yeah okay. that's it It's right down uh, the road The Bulldogs <laughs> uh, They're taking a lot of players Can they take several well, players? So Teddy's gone RTS is gone Boyd's You know who gone. I think they take? I think they take Slick Willie Chambers Yeah I, bit, I think mm. so A bit of creativity out Yeah Because yep. if you can't pick halves the, yeah. the, 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 three of the three of the fullbacks are gone I well, don't think RTS is a great fit for them Well what we've forgotten there is hookers, don't, is hookers out? Uh, even if they're not, oh, uh, if they, if they are, if they're out, then mate, it's Chambers. If they're in, it's Smith. No, no, because, no, no but even though it's, do they take Nathan Peets? Is he not what Des wants in a hooker? Yeah, but surely, surely there's better things on offer there than Peets. Yeah, well, three years of Smith's probably better. Yeah. Mm. than anything Peets will ever do. Uh, Canberra, who do your boys want? Jesse Bromwich. Yep, easy as uh, Souths. Okay, Jesse Bromwich. <laughs> <laughs> now they're, they're they're still tied to all those birds. Eye, they're going nowhere. They're Fafita? in the draft. Do they take Fafita? I think they, they do. Yeah. Oh, they're not trying to look for a fullback to move GI. I feel like they can patch something together more easily but, there. I think you, you can you can get a good pack to carry a bad fullback. It's harder yeah. to get a good fullback to carry but a bad. To me, pack. They're, they're a team that's in win now mode. If I'll say that they've got even though they're doing struggling, they've got GI in a couple more years. Well, they're the only full, they're only fullback left on the board is RTS. No, we. we We've got Billy Slater. That's true, and they are in win that's now. Who I'm taking. That's, yeah, that's that is a, good, chasing, that's a better pick. That's a good. Him pick. chasing Adam Reynolds' kicks, yep. whatever. That's yep. who I'm taking to the to South. The Warriors, they take RTS back. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, Penrith. Mm. They could really do with an actual hard man in the middle. Big show. 
big show. Josh McGuire. I was yeah. thinking they would take Clemmer. Yeah, Clemmer or Big Show, they both they both fit well, I think. Because I feel like they've got Marin to do a bit of what Big Show does and plays a big minute. So I think Clemmer could come in and play a bit more impact yeah. up front, back to where he belongs to me. Uh, para, fuck, this is taking a while. Hold yeah, on. this is okay. Let's go, let's go quickly now. Para, uh, they need middles as well. So Big Show, left. Big Show, yeah, they, yeah. they do take Big Show. Dragon, so they can't take a half. Poor Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> we can we have Russell Packer back? <laughs> sure, yeah, take sure, him, take, take him. Okay, uh, Cowboys. Okay, what centers are left? Center, yeah. Um, Dane Gagai. They take Slick Willie Chambers. Slick Willie? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they do. He's still there. Broncos, well, we've been pillaged. We lost Darius. There's no fullbacks just left. Just say someone. Yeah, just say someone. Who, who in who we lost Maguire as well. Feet is gone. One of the forwards. Madalino will take him, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> These questions are losing momentum. They are now. Well, we've got to the, the fringe players, haven't we? The re- yep. Roosters. Pierce. Just give him Pierce. Even though he's a half, whatever. Yeah, Manly. Whatever. That's a pair. I don't know, man. Yeah, okay, we're done. Yeah, I think yeah. we're done. It was good at the start. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's a. It's that's the sort of question where if we had a bit of time to sketch it out, it probably could have turned into an interesting discussion. But off the top of our heads, it sort of lost. It was all right, but yeah. we, we realised as well that it's almost it's a two-hour podcast now, and that some probably can't give twenty <laughs> minutes to it. Hey, you've that, you're not as bad as Harry. <laughs> Three Console hours. yourself with that. I mean, I was here for a week. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch had to edit it. Okay, uh, next one. I'm more. It's Paul George or Jimmy Butler. Who do you want? You two can have this. My team didn't get either of them, so yeah. I don't really care. Nah, I'd probably say Butler. I um, because I've got my Cavs hat on. I like Paul George more because I was thinking about what he could offer our team more than Jimmy, and that's what I would have liked. And uh, but I mean, it, it depends what the team needs, doesn't it? Like, well, he says your team, so for me, it's definitely Paul George for my team. Definitely, uh, ICB Sharks. Any teams outside of the eight who will make it, and if so, who misses out? We said it before. I think the Warriors are the only team that can really make that yeah, jump, and yeah. Saints are the one that would drop See, out. See, Para have only, are on nine wins, and people could say they could miss out, but go look at their draw, and they play. The, I think they play the Knights again. They play the Bulldogs, the Titans. They play Baby Storm. They'll make it. Uh, next one, Frankie. Souths are back. Who will stop them on their roll to the Premiership? The next team they play. The Taxman. Yeah. Uh, the Burgess boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the dick fingers <laughs> Mick the perm uh, Shoot Shag Mary We're playing Gus Gould Anthony Griffin Matt Moylan Alright well I'm shooting Gus Yeah yes. you've got to shoot Gus shoot I'm Gus. shooting Gus I'm pro- oh, I've got to root Matty I think and yeah, No then, I'm yeah, I think so I'm and rooting then... Griffin And I'm marrying yeah. Matty Yeah I'd agree with that <laughs> Someone's going to cut that out Yeah I'm going <laughs> to I can get on top of Matty That's what I'm saying I'm going to marry him Hey man, what, what, what you think about when you buy yourself? That's up to you. Yeah. you know? I'm not going to judge you. <laughs> uh, okay, Mick the Perm. Who would win a match? All star under twenty two team or all star over thirty team? Over thirty. Over thirty. You can't, you sure. can't underestimate old man strength ever. The over thirty's a kill him. Yeah, you'd, have, you'd have to play Luke Lewis at fullback and five eight <laughs> and halfback. <laughs> so a team of Luke Lewis. <laughs> they have the Australian spine. They have a thirty side, yeah. and they have good forwards, and they'll they'll figure yeah. some backs they out. Do it yeah, they'll be they fine. will kill it. Uh, Brett O'Shank, which fan base should be more disappointed in that team this year? Raiders, Panthers, Dogs, Knights. Well, the Raiders were the Raiders. Well, the Raiders were the best of that mob last year, and they're not the worst of that mob this year. But they've fallen the most. Mm. So if, it's definitely great. Canberra. But if Penrith fans bought into everything they got told in the off season, they'd be yeah. Pretty but we're not talking about hype. We're talking about truth. Canberra were better yeah. than Penrith. Oh, they last were. Year. They were. I agree with you. You're right. They should be the most disappointed. Uh, ben R. Forty Seven asked, "Will there be an NRL Hall of Fame?" Con- there already is, but yeah. no one uses it. Yeah. Uh, at Nemprobe. So Tim Allen, his name. Was there more slapping in the Burgess DWZ fight or in the Panthers dressing room? Oh, 
Okay, I'm not. The... <laughs> okay, next question. I like that. Okay, I saw question. that question earlier, and I was surprised that you were going to read it out to us on the podcast. Yeah, I, did, I didn't read it until this. Time. <laughs> yeah, that, that question takes a swerve. <laughs> okay, yeah, I left it. His next question: Who do you see in the year's, this year's grand final? Brisbane and Melbourne. There you go. Yeah. And so, I think under, under so at Swiss underscore Cowboy, can Morgan lead the cows to a grand final, or even a premiership? No, I think that's a step no, too far, but I think yeah. he can lead them to the second week of the finals. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, what have we got this? Should Madge consider, so this is some shields he won, should Madge consider playing Cook at 5-8 as a long-term solution? I don't think playing him sparingly off the bench is utilising his talents. The second part of that question's right, but he's a hooker, play him there. Yeah, yeah, agree, play him a hooker, give up on your boy Robbie, just let it go. Okay, and then there's only a couple more left. These are sent to Campo. First one... Uh, well, no, the first one was about bloody Supercoach. Get out. I, I answered that on the Supercoach podcast. I was on earlier today. Uh, Please listen to okay. it. Okay. Paul Max 78 asked about Jeff Horn again. We won't go into that one. Uh, Davey Salter says, is the Viking clap cursed? And would DC fit in with the Blues team? The Viking clap clap's not cursed. Canberra just aren't playing well. DC would fit in really well with the Blues team. The Viking clap's just pure coincidence that lines up with Canberra. They were still mm. fantastic last year with it. So Yeah, exactly. So, And DC would fit in perfectly with him. Snake. And Paul Max 78 again. Who are you guys supporting in the pay wars? The NRL or slash Cricket Australia or the players? Always the players. Yeah. Yeah, always the players. I th- the Cricket Australia one is interesting because it doesn't just affect the test team. It's state Great. players too. Yeah. So, but like, I mean, these. But you want to have decent cricketers, then, then pay them. It's a short career. They put their bodies on the line for our entertainment. I don't know how. You, oh, and I mean cricket. How, I like, don't know how you could side with yeah, the with the like with I, the brass I, on this one. I know that. I know that we only like. I mean, the only major injury that we've had in the last few years in the NRL has really been Alex McKinnon. But I mean, like cricket, an Australian cricketer literally died like five within five years. Yeah. Like it is Mate, a short career. The boys, the boys, the boys have got to get paid. Mm. They do. They got to get paid. One of the worst takes on the on the internet that comes out often is like. Oh, we should pay the nurses as much as we pay them. Well, you know, people just say this dumb shit like yeah, sports players don't deserve that much. Do actors deserve that much? You know, do any? That's not what it's about. Yeah. They, they... Uh, sp- uh, any any worker deserves what the market can bear. Yeah. yeah. And if the market can bear a football player getting a million dollars a season, mm. then that's yeah. what he's worth and, because and, that's what he's getting. And they have the like it's football, NBA, NFL, whatever. You think their their salary is exorbitant? Look at how much they make of the pie. They make nothing of the pie. Yeah. Mm. They should all get paid more. Most athletes should get paid more. Most and, and you look at, like, I mean, the NRL is, is, is I mean, what we're talking about here, but you pay, as a consumer, you pay your Fox Sports money, for example. You pay to get behind the paywall of the Telegraph or behind the paywall at, Fox, at yeah, Fairfax. For, for you pay these pla- these players. You are like, indirectly paying these them. These guys are the actors in my soap opera. Exactly. And if, if you don't, like what you're seeing, then stop paying, and the yeah. money will stop going to them. That's how the market works. Well, that's how, yeah. People want to watch esports and see it. Like, yeah. go look at the MFL turned over something like eleven billion dollars after they paid yeah. players. Yeah, I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not hugely caught up on the intricacies of the exact yeah. deal that the players are, are asking for. Mm. I do know this is not just a plug. I do know that Michael Karianis has been doing some really good work for us at the Daily Telegraph on what both sides are asking for. There's some really good yarns up online at the moment. Mm. Um, please get past the paywall because that money goes to me and I like having money but um, it's difficult to not side with the players yeah it's it's really it, it, I, I don't know how anyone could, could side with the mm-hmm. NRL really and last one at Biscuit Punk says Hunt got dropped played for the Jets and then gets picked for Queensland should Ricky Stewart drop a player or two I, I understand the logic but um, 
Bennett has the luxury of yeah. dropping Ben Hunt and bringing in Benji Marshall. What do you, Cam- who do you bring in? Yeah, well, that's it. Canberra don't have the cattle. Their death got picked out of them. And yeah. Yeah. it's not like they you, can drop Caesar and bring in Sam Williams They anymore. would be picking somebody from either Mounties or the local comp. Yeah, they pick... Well, Lachlan Croak is their next half, pretty much, right? Yeah, yeah but it's clear that they're not that high on him because well, otherwise he'd be... He'd already be there. Yeah, he'd be so getting if, a little bit of a Caesar got injured, I'd be... I'd, I wouldn't guarantee it, but I'd be pretty confident you'd play Hodgson at seven and bring Baptiste at hooker if he got injured. That's how far Croker's away from being in the first yeah. grade side yeah. to me. Anyway, that's all the questions. All right, thank you for listening Mate. to the seven and a half hour podcast. Thanks for coming on, Campo. Yeah, thanks, thanks for Campo. having me, guys. I'll see you in the kitchen in like three minutes. Yeah, all, right. Feed, all right, feed I'll meet you the there. mutual dog. Alrighty, uh, yeah. say goodbye, Mitch. Goodbye, everybody. Say goodbye, Campo. Bye, everyone. And it's goodbye from me. I'm just going to play the pierce drop one more time on the way out. Okay, that was great. Okay. Nice, that's good. Well. Hoops on third with two down, and that brings up... Mitchell Pierce! Oh, God, I knew it was going to come down to me. I just knew it. Relax, dude. It's not just you. We're a team. And it all comes down to just one man. Oh, God. Listen to me, dude. If I could have one guy out there right now, one guy, to be you. Unfortunately, that one man is... Mitchell Pierce! Oh, shit! Listen, pretend this is just another game. This Denslow Cup is, of course, the biggest game of the season. Oh, Christ. Will you turn that shit off? I'm so scared, man. Like, Listen to me, you little bitch. You either go out there and make that shot, or I'm gonna shove your head so far up your fucking ass, you have to wear yourself as a hat! And in the dugout, oh. giving his teammates some last-minute encouragement. Ah! Ah! Now go out there and make that shot! Something to my godson Elijah and little girl named Corinne. Some say the black of the bed, the sweet of the juice. I say the dark of the flesh and the deep of the root. Give a holler to my sister's own welfare Tupac kids, if don't nobody else care And uh, I know they like to beat you down a lot And when you come around the block, brothers clown a lot But please don't cry, dry your eyes, never let up Forgive, but don't forget, girl, keep your head up And when he tells you you ain't nothing, don't believe him And if you can't learn to love you, you should leave him Cause sister, you don't need And I ain't trying to gash up, I just call him how I see you know what makes me unhappy? that When brothers make babies And leave a young mother to be a happy And since we all came from a woman Got our name from a woman And I came from a woman I wonder why we take from our women Why we rape our women Do we hate our women? I think it's time to kill for our women Time to heal our women Be real to our women And if we don't, we'll have a race of babies That will hate the ladies That make the babies And since a man can't make one he has no right to tell a woman when and where to create one So will the real men get up? I know you're fed up, ladies But keep your head I'm a friend.
lost his whole family It's gonna take the man in me to conquer this insanity It seems the rain will never let up I try to keep my head up And still keep from getting wetter You know it's funny when it rains and pours They got money for wars but can't feed the poor Said it ain't no hope for the youth And the truth is it ain't no hope for the future And then they wonder why we crazy I blame my mother for turning my brother into a crack baby We ain't meant to survive cause it's a setup And even though you're fed up Yeah. 